Podcasting from the Sportique Studios, where we call the Denver Broncos paycheck because they barely beat the Bills. This is the South Stands Denver Fancast. I'm Colin Daniels with producer Scott Stafford, host of six weekly episodes of the Audible, the footballguys.com podcast, and star of Game Time Decisions every Wednesday and Sunday, and the Cecil Lammy Show on 1023-1055 ESPN, and an original friend of the fancast, Cecil Lammy! And your host, John Reedy. Yay for me! Yay for me! Wow, that was that was uh, awesome. You know, see, I, second you, you time around is, is a charm. This I guy's guess. so busy over here. The Cecil Lammy character. Cecil oh, is Cecil is the busiest man in uh, sports entertainment right now that I'm, I can possibly imagine. I'm, I'm a big fan of napping. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. I'm going to have to ex- maybe get the extended version of the theme song just to make sure we can get all that in. You know, without it having fade out like way before you're finished. <laughs> so I'll work on that maybe a little bit later tonight. But welcome to the show, everybody. It's a pleasure to have Cecil Lammy back with us. Uh, Cecil, you've been in here quite a few times. We had show 200 last week, and yeah. we were talking about, you know, oh, well, you know, we're trying to remember. It was, it was kind of hard to remember because we're usually drinking beer, and uh, we're trying to remember some of the highlights. And, you know, I know one of them was that Cecil has come in many, many times and uh, has, has sat with us, and we've always had a great show with you. So thanks again for coming. No, it's my pleasure to be here. I'm glad to get the invite. And I love the hat, by the way, because I can tell not only is it authentic, mm-hmm. you know, I'm against buying fake jerseys and Absolutely, fake hats. Absolutely, I know you are. That's also that is literally old school. That is an old trucker's hat from the eighties, early eighties. It's it's probably the early late seventies, early eighties. I would guess. Mm-hmm. I think Colin you have one too, don't you? Yeah, I do. I, I do, and I take. I, I'm real careful. I don't wear it much because the, the fingerprints on the bill. And, here's here's uh, the thing. This is the, this is I probably my third one because the very first one I got when uh, my wife's grandfather died. They were they were cleaning out his stuff and they said, "Hey, do you want this hat?" And I looked at it and it was one of these and I was like, "Hell yes, yes. I want that hat." So I've found them at a thrift store since then, and I've had to. I've had to. The other one was getting kind of kind of gamey, and I passed it on to someone else. But this is the the latest that I have, and it's in pretty good shape. So, but yes, it is. I, I gotta it is say, authentic. John, I'm a big fan of the bend on the bill. It's a. It's not quite a straight brim kind of thing. Right. It's not a really deep bend. It's just a very. Very conservative uh, it bend. It it's, goes, it's it goes a, nicely with the beer. A bit of a poof top, too, kind it's of a like li- a, what a oh chef yeah, would wear in a kitchen. It's true. It's true trucker, top. man. It's true trucker. It's nice. So um, I'll take a picture of that later. You'll see it on. Uh, you'll see it online on on the internet, if, if you will. So, uh, but no, it's great to have you, Cecil. And um, I guess the first thing I want to say is, how do we cope? How do we cope with our with our flameouts in the fantasy football playoffs? <laughs> How do we do it, Cecil? Because I think everybody here is probably feeling the sting of some sort of loss. Um, I've had a, I had a particularly grand one last night. So, um, what do you tell people? You're you're the you're the fantasy expert. You you probably have people come cry to you all the time about their bad beats. What do you tell them? I may have given them those bad beats. <laughs> Good, you know? I hope you did. You'll be fine starting Jimmy Graham this week. <laughs> You'll be fine if Julius Thomas plays. He's at least a low-end tight end one, right? Uh, this time of year, one, playing multiple leagues, <laughs> and two, play the daily games. I can't stop talking enough. 
Sure. Got a lot of big plans that I can't reveal yet about uh, how daily fantasy is handled by a certain website that I work for. Uh, can't reveal any plans there yet, but just make sure to check out footballguys.com. And although I will say, regardless of, of what may be, of, of where it may be as far as the objectives, it's, it's very, very useful. It's a very, very useful tool in my arsenal. In my, and I'm, I'm among, amongst a, a, the, we three, I'm the only one regularly playing daily fantasy sports. These other two don't play the daily games? They don't. No. They are so addictive. I, I, once you well, start. That's the problem. Yes. That's, yes. Why. Once you start. that's why. That's why. That's why. But, you know, but that was the thing, because I know, I know one of the things that you guys say all the time when I listen to your shows is, you know, hey, is your, you know, your season in the crapper, do the daily games. And, of course, I was doing great in my, in my, my yearly leagues, and I was like, oh, I don't need that. And, of course, now that I'm dropping out, I'm like, God, I still want to play, and I think I, I know what I'm doing. I can figure this out, so it has that allure to Well, me. and remember back to when, right before the C.G. Anderson explosion, there was the waiver wire show we did on the Audible, which was Jonas Gray and C.J. Anderson were the top two backs that you could spend on. And look at where Jonas Gray is. Look at where C.J. Anderson is. All the guys that got Jonas Gray that week were over the moon. I got him. Four touchdowns, 201 yards after the Colts game. And you got dick. Nothing. You got C.J. Anderson. And, and, you got what, the real star. What was going through my mind at the time, and I remember, and I listened to that show, what was going through my mind is Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. I don't, Belichick. I, I don't want a Patriots running back, period. Whether it's at the, the draft at the beginning of the season or, or, or in daily or anywhere else. Because Belichick is so crafty, and you just don't know what the man's going to do. Now, LeGarrette Blunt does change that a sure. little bit now as he's emerged as the lead back. Because the next week, after the Jonas Gray explosion, Pittsburgh dumps Blunt, New England picks him up, and this causes a problem. If you're in daily fantasy, you don't have to worry about that. You can, if you really want C.J. Anderson every single week, you can get C.J. Anderson, and he'll come through for you in a big way. Before I get any further, I did want to thank everybody, because I know everyone here is a big supporter of football guys, and we appreciate that. We had the number one, the number one paid app in iTunes. With our draft what? dominator over Minecraft. Wow. It was Holy over crap. Minecraft. Oh we my sold God. in wow. August. Then Minecraft. We had the number one sports or number one app, period, any app for the iPad over Minecraft with the draft dominator. The Audible, when I first started coming on the show with you guys, the Audible was getting, let's say, about a million downloads a year, right? And last year, two years ago, we had two million. Cool. Last year, we had three million. This year, the Audible has had. Two million in August, one million in September, wow. one million in October, one million in November. We are going to shatter. We are going to double, probably near six million downloads Jesus. this year. And for a show that started, we're going to celebrate our tenth anniversary coming up. This is where I wanted to say thank you to everyone at the beginning because our ten year anniversary coming up. We've got some plans for an audible tour, at least a stop here in Denver mm. and in Austin. Maybe we can get one in Tennessee, California, Georgia, and uh, perhaps Ohio as well, because that's where Dr. Gene is, Matt is, David Dodds in sure. California, and Joe Bryant in Tennessee. So we're hopeful to do at least some tour spots. And our Sorry Joe, if you're a fan of the Audible, yep. you know Sorry Joe. Sorry Joe next year is going to be sponsored by Ernest and Julio Gallo. Wow. Think of all the things that the Audible has done for me. Most people know me from the Audible. Over everything, I've been on Sports Center multiple times, Colin Coward multiple times. Most people know me from the Audible. So uh, a heartfelt thank you to all the listeners out there. I always say this, the, and we can get into the numbers and the success of my Monday through Friday show if you'd like, because it's been off the charts. That's all because of you guys. 
That's all because of everybody listening out there. And I said it as soon as they made the switch and I got that slot. I said, this is because of the Twitter followers. This is because of the Facebook. This is because all the clicks. This is because all the hits. This is because all the downloads. This is because you guys wanted it. And not only did you guys want it, but it's been responding and growing and expanding to heights that, honestly, I don't think anyone expected. I tweeted more... Two words, more Cecil at <laughs> at ESPN Denver numerous well, times over the last several years. But you you've got to take credit yourself too because you 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 have worked so hard to be a part of the community. You've worked so hard to uh, to constantly be gracious and grateful as you just were. That's that's part of your master craft, and you've been at the South Stands drafts year after year after year, and and you've shown that you care so much about about Colorado about Denver about the football community about the fantasy football community and even if you told people to play Jimmy Graham they they still love you so <laughs> yeah. you so, so the next logical question is um, huh. when are you moving to Bristol uh, that is a that is a question for sure um, I think <laughs> I question. would Mark Schlereth at first because Stink still lives here of yeah. course and he flies out to Bristol once a week spends like four days out there flies home spends three days back here Moses so Lawn. that's kind of my plan um, I will say this it's very humbling humbling for a lot of reasons but when I have Bristol personalities and not just Stink and Schlereth who have been longtime friends I'm here because of those two because I started on Mark Schler's show in 2003 on 76 of the Zone. Um, when I have other ESPN personalities tweeting at me or DMing me or emailing or text or whatever and being like, uh, the Broncos lost to the Rams, a lot of people in Bristol were listening to my show to hear the reaction of you guys, of the fans. They wanted to know. So to have that kind of traction, to have an executive at Bristol tell me that the first word that comes to mind when he thinks of me is well several words come to mind uh when when we had a a discussion in a meeting about my show but he said uh, in in the football aspect of things which is where my show lives and resides he says reliable believable and trustworthy with the information the opinions and that's again when you hear people talk about your show i don't know I know a lot of people are listening. I don't know exactly who. And it's cool when people say, this is what I think. And, and you know, both good and bad. Okay, well, let's, let's see what we can do. How much does the, uh, does the fantasy tag vex you it's not, as, a, as somebody who desires to be an NFL expert? It's not there as much anymore. Honestly, is it? It's fading for it you a is, little bit. It is fading because I know when we met last, when you last sat in the studio, that was a bit of a sticking point for you as, as a as a as a as a radio personality, as a member of the media. You had to kind of shake this fantasy football guy, right? And that's image. that's how I got in on Mark Schler's show was fantasy football, of course. And but thanks that, to Andy but Lindahl. That's, but that's not a. I mean, that's a that's your foot in the door, and yeah. that's something that you know. Well, when I it's took not a, over, not a big deal. When I took over the time slot, and you know, they moved some things around, moved Colin around, and moved Mike and Mike around. When I got that time slot, the suits were actually concerned about how much fantasy I would talk. They were scared. Hmm. He's going to scare people. One of the notes from the meeting was he'll scare people with his knowledge. So I had got some tips. I like that. I want that, from, I want that on a T-shirt. <laughs> from oh, wow. my new program director, Garner Goyne, who's fantastic. He said, play the hits, baby. Play Freebird. Even if you don't want to play Freebird, play Freebird. And so, you know, I will jump into, you know, 
Jace Davis signed with the Texans. What does that mean? Uh, once in a great while. And if I ask a question about it, I'll answer say, it. And you can always save that for the Audible. Exactly. That's the beautiful thing and, about it. And I can slant that towards the Audible. So on my regular show, it is NFL heavy, but it's, you know, Cam Newton's in a car wreck and Johnny Manziel starting and Peyton Manning, what's the matter with his arm? It's those type of topics. So what is wrong with Peyton Manning's arm? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, uh, that's, not what, that's not what Colin's ha. been saying. Well, and, and here's telling the thing. Everybody. And, and I have yet to talk to Crackman about this, but we're going to debate this on the air. Because he said, if you don't think Peyton Manning's not about records, then you're dumb. He said that yesterday. After I had spent like half my show going, Peyton Manning doesn't care about records. When he said um, that, I was, just, I was like, you're a fraud for saying that. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. What, what was his exact quote? I don't care about records. I've had, a, I've right, had right, it right, up. Right. What, he lives for records. That was No, I, I don't oh, get that vibe. I don't really? get that vibe from Peyton maybe, Manning. Maybe, maybe it's more of he lives for records if... if 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 he doesn't get a record, then he's probably like, I don't live for records, and it's not. The, it's like, well, forget about it. And I got he puts enough. His, I got enough records. He puts it behind him. But wow. if he wants to get a record, maybe if he's, he was that, all about records, they were at the one, the six, and the eight when CJ scored those three. No, touchdowns. but don't you think there's a time now for him to go? Eh, okay, I've set a lot of records. Now it now my now the point is to to be a team player and and to win by any means possible. I think that the that last season was so remarkable in every way as far as his totals in every category that now he's able to, and I think there was a, a point in this season at some point where the, the coaches were like, all right, dude, <laughs> it's, we've, we've done a lot of this. Let's kind of do this. And he was like, yeah, okay. Wait, but, but I, we've got plenty to talk about the Broncos with Cecil with, and we're going to get to that. But back to your original point. You said there's nothing wrong. Kreckman says, if you don't think there's anything wrong, you're an idiot. What's so? What's what's the what? What? Where? Where are you guys met in the middle on it? What's the? What's I the haven't solution? talked to him yet about it, either off or on the air. It's something that we'll get to probably tomorrow because he'll be in studio and I'll be in studio. So, so you honestly, do, you don't believe? And it, there's nothing wrong with Manning's arm outside of what we don't normally call wear and tear during a season. Um, and from people that catch passes, including Demarius Thomas, C.J. Anderson, the players that I've talked to and asked these questions on the record. Unless they're all filling me full of shit. Well, I say, what's what is the percentage of them filling you full of shit? I look at the film as well. As everyone knows, I go through and I chart the place. And I usually watch the Broncos game three times. Once, just as an observer. Every single game at least times. once. Well, every single game twice. Twice. I chart plays of every NFL game. And from Manning's, there's been a couple of throws. Okay, the Sanders throw that was picked off, that was a little floaty. But for the most part, when he's allowed and fully steps into his throws, he's got no velocity problems. It's not distance, even though people say if he's just throwing it over Sanders, that's a score, and that's right. But distance isn't what scouts look at. They look at how tightly you spin it because it rises and falls better. His sure. velocity is fine. He can throw about 45 to maybe 55 yards. That's it. That's all he's got. But it's all he's had since he's been here in Denver. So when I watch those throws outside of one rainbow to Thomas, which he caught for a touchdown, the rainbow to Sanders, which was picked off, we're talking about a very small handful of passes. And if you go back to even the Rams game, you see him short-stepping throws. He had a couple of throws where he had mechanical flaws, which is rare with Peyton Manning. So you take away some of those mechanical flaws, you give him 
you give him a mulligan on a couple of throws, right? You can't expect every oh, throw I, to and be I, on I point. I know people are totally hard on him, but is is a is a, a sudden mechanical problem evidence of an injury that maybe no one is going to let you know about? No one's going to say that, but I will say that mechanical problems more from pressure. Okay. Again, the Rams game is where it really stands sure. out. And the because, Rams can put some pressure. Yes. They've you're played get, four teams them. in a row that bring pressure. Yeah, KC, Miami, Buffalo, yeah. and I heard, the Rams. I, I heard an interesting theory, and, and this is way out there, and I understand that, and I recognize that, but this is a podcast. We're allowed to be out there. Sure. The theory was it's hips. And somebody I, I speak to on, on Twitter and have never met and has no credibility at all <laughs> said, said um, Mr. Sinister. In this yes. Case, yeah. I, said, I, I, said I believe it's his hips. I've watched it. I can see indications that his his lateral mobility is is limited. And when I when I think about other people I know. My wife is one who's having problems with her hips. Uh, th- I, I could see exactly what he's saying. And when more, you flush her out watching, of pocket, watch- does she have trouble getting away? <laughs> yes. Does she have good hip wiggle? <laughs> Every scouting term is dirty. Smashbox, which is a huge success. Oh, and you love using that on air. People you love, love using that People on air. People love smashing box, and it's so dirty. Love it. Eating and, and cushions. Gr- and Gruden always with his soft box. He likes to talk about the soft box. <laughs> And you and I know you, motherfuckers. All of you guys, you Gruden and the rest, are smiling and every th- time. They're all thumbs up, and you can't see them, but they're going. <laughs> yeah, smash I gotta box. say, smash box. For me, the hip is interesting. If I were to guess any sort of injury, I would say lower leg. We don't have any any evidence of that. His mobility is just so bad. Yeah, I it mean, it's always been bad. It's bad. I yeah. know it's always been bad, but it's bad. Yeah. And then and that puts so much pressure on the line. And you hear about the offensive line play being a problem, but the offensive line play isn't a problem if he's Aaron Rodgers because right. he's going he's gonna to scooch out of there. Right. Well, it it's just you know it's a whole thing. And, and so I want to let's let's get into the let's get into the second quarter now. Wow. Say, and it, it was Show, and it, that we, flew by. Holy it was shit. and it was and it was twenty minutes. So we did we did even longer. But w- I got plenty of questions about this this Broncos team that we're seeing now, and plenty of other things too. So we'll we'll settle in and uh, fire away at Cecil when we come back right after this. Girl, I'm leaving you tomorrow. Questions now. Or wait. No, I gotta do a read first. Fuck. Okay, can you do it? I'm I'm recording. <laughs> can I do it? Yes, he can. It may be cold outside today, but it'll be grilling weather again before you know it. How do I know? Because this is Colorado, baby, and Colorado's love grilling on Mangrate. The grill enhancement system. Real cast iron grates inspired by those used in the finest steakhouses. And I know Cecil's heard all about them on the Adam Carolla show. Oh, yeah. God damn it. What's wrong with you? 
Real cast iron grates inspired. Oh, fuck, I already said that. Custom fitted to make your grill into a gourmet cooking surface that will be the envy of all your friends and neighbors. But why make them jealous when you could give them the gift of perfect sear marks every time? Log on to mangrate.com and enter the promo code DENVER. Or click through the link at southstandsdenver.com. Save $15 and get a free Mangrate grill brush, all because you ordered through us. That's Mangrate, proud sponsor of the South Stands Denver Fancast. It's the questions. It's the questions, boy. It's the questions. It's the questions. Come on. The questions. It's the questions, After today are those so-and-so broke both his legs in a car accident Twitter rumors not so funny anymore. Does having survived a car crash make Cam Newton more qualified to win the NFC South? If Cam were in a car wreck, does that mean Geno Smith was hit by a train? Is there any fan chant fantasy players enjoy hearing less than Coon? When Brandon Marshall's ribs were broken, did he tell the doc, it's a stabbing pain? Trust me, I know. Was his wife able to wipe an item from her to-do list? Has the FBI considered staging a fake Raiders-Niners game just to arrest everyone who shows up? Did John Fox activate Julius Thomas for the Bills game only because he knew Doug Marone had him on his fantasy team? You guys are allowed to laugh. I know this isn't that fucking shitty. It's not my best questions read ever, but it's not that bad. Just because I can't do an open or read an ad doesn't mean that the questions read is terrible. Oh, now it's funny. Did Peyton Manning do his best Tebow impression just to get into Kyle Orton's head? Should the folks at Breathe Right Strips offer to sponsor the NBA since apparently their players can't breathe for some reason? God damn it. Since they seem to get so winded in overtime, should the Nuggets maybe try training at altitude? What are th- That was a good one. Thank like you. That. What are selling better these days? Tickets to Chargers home games or VHS tapes of the Cosby show? Did Cosby ever violate Chrissy Beck's with a jello, jello pudding pop? Having heard that last joke, will Chrissy Beck's definitely violate herself with a jello pudding pop? You have questions. We have answers. Not laughs, but answers. SouthStandsDenver.com, Colorado's finest internet sports talk since 1971. The only show that I can use this on. There you go. This is Faith No More's new single called Motherfucker. Why can't you use that? <laughs> I don't even think they have an edited version. They're just like, nah, it's too much work. Take it, take it or leave it. Um... You get a lot of motherfuckers on the phone, by the way. Yeah, I was gonna say, is there, yeah, is there a more called-into radio show in the Denver market than yours? Oh, no. No. I get more calls in Sunday's loan show than the calls all across the week, 
all across the board for the two sports stations. Why isn't it syndicated nationally? Don't you think it would do really well syndicated nationally? I believe, yes, it would. I think it would do really <laughs> it would do fantastic. No, and no. I already get calls. Here, here's the funny thing, though, is, oh, yeah, you do. You get a lot London, of national calls. Oh, yeah. Australia, New Jersey, Bernie and Philly calls every week, like... We already get nationwide calls, so I guess with the interwebs, we do have a national In a, in a sense, you are yes. nationally syndicated, yes. kind of. Yes. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it's a great show for national syndication. The funny part is, though, with Game Time Decisions, you can't take more calls. You take as many calls as you possibly can, and right. that's just mostly from the Denver market. It's right. crazy. What I try People to do, fucking love fantasy football. They do. What I try to do best is give the best possible explanation for every call. Because I want to get these calls right. This is my reputation. When I tell people two weeks ago, no, 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 oh, Dell Beckham Jr., put DeAndre Hopkins on your bench. It's Fitzpatrick. We, he's back in the starting line. We don't know what to expect. And Hopkins goes off. I feel terrible. But, I mean, nobody saw but, that But coming. here's – you, no. you talked about fantasy – daily fantasy earlier. And I, I mm-hmm. want to just broach that a little bit more. It's something I've written about a lot. And, and I'm very interested in, and uh, I want to write about more, and I want to be more involved in, and, and I feel as though I'm starting to get some pretty solid ground as, as far as how I approach the game. A lot of what I've, a lot of which I've learned at FootballGuys.com from Dodds and, and, the, and the other writers there. Um, but I see it as gambling. It, I feel as though if that's legal, why shouldn't standard wagering on Outcomes of games, betting lines, point totals be legal as well. It doesn't mesh for me that one is legal and one is the other. And I also don't see it as fantasy sports in the traditional sense because you don't have the bona fide relationships, which when we talk about gambling law and why one poker game is legal and another isn't, it's because um, the uh, you have bona fide relationships with the people that you play poker with. And speaking of poker, poker is a huge influence in the daily forts, daily fantasy sports uh, arena. A lot of the guys who are writing intently, playing at at high levels, investing ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars in their bankrolls are former online poker players. That became illegal with the Internet Gaming Act of two thousand six. And fantasy sports was given an exemption. Most of the people who've invested large dollars into the daily fantasy sports arena had investments in online poker as well. Do so you see there's it a lot as of gambling? There. But do you see it as gambling? And if so, what's the difference between that and regular sports betting? And if you don't, why do you not consider it gambling? It's still a game of skill. It's you still, still have to make a, decision. a game of skill. It's not as simple as 50-50 and maybe some points. You know what I mean? It's still going through working within a salary cap structure. It's much more intelligent, if you will, than just laying down some money on the Broncos. So is poker. And poker is illegal. I'm not an online poker player. So I guess I'm, I'm the wrong person it's, to ask. I do like the fact that David Dodds took 50 grand last year and put it in the daily games. He made 90, made it, right? Made it to 90. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But that, David, you got, understand you got though. Dodd's money has F, he has F me money. That's how much Dodd. <laughs> but besides which, he has time. And he is professionally a football analyst. And that's my concern with the daily games is that that's who's in there. There's many like him who are 
very studious, very dedicated, and are relying on that as a form of their income. And that's who you are entering that space with. And I just warn people, if you're going to play daily fantasy sports, and I do, and I love it. And I, I finally, I basically broke even this last week. Interestingly, going opposite of Dodd's advice, his, his daily blog last week at footballguys.com, where you can still join right now for 30 bucks. And if you're in the fantasy playoffs, chances are it'll pay off right now. If you bought that subscription you get next year right too. now, not only that, you get next year and you get daily advice. So sign up for 30 bucks and use it. Believe me, um, I've been playing daily fantasy sports for about two and a half years now, a lot of an NBA, and uh, I basically broke even Sunday. I finally kind of got back to even by winning a tournament for the first time. I'd never won a tournament before, and I went opposite of Dodd's advice. He said, I'm, I am fading Thursday completely. No Dallas, no Chicago, and here's why, and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, I know a million people are going to read this, and I saw the same advice another, at another site. Okay. And I thought, okay, a lot of people are going to read you this. You cheating on us? This is a long, this is a long <laughs> is. shot. Yeah, every now and then. This is a long shot bet, but I'm going to go with, I went with five players in the Dallas-Chicago game. And, um, and uh, then I had a couple of Packers. And that was pretty much it. And it was That's all you needed this week. It worked out. It worked out great. And I won that tournament and now I'm about even again. So I'm I'm not feeling as gruff gruffly toward daily fantasy sports. But I would say this. It, you have to understand what it is. And if you're if you're going into it new, I suggest playing a lot of fifty fifty lineups and, and, and basic games like that. Yeah, and entry fees are a buck. I mean go in, dip your toe, see if you have fun. We're gonna call him uh, Spray Tan for uh, for for uh, you know cheating on you. <laughs> Greatest <for> football <laughs> nickname it of is. all time. I, I, it is. Um, I, I uh, you know I I kind of echo uh, the sentiments of your partner Sigmund Bloom, who I will heap praise on a little later about some of the stuff he does because he is awesome. Uh, he's he. I think he says he plays daily, but he's he's more of he goes. I like the the traditional thing. I'm kind of like that too. I kind of like that. I like the relationships. I like you know having the person that you know you've known for wherever and and can talk shit to him and you know get beat by him or whatever. Um, I kind of like that, and I have no problem with it. I think it's great. I think it's awesome for for people like yourself and all these other guys who are you know uh, make a living doing it. You know, and telling people, giving information. Um, it's just you know it's just something that I'm just kind of like. Eh, that's cool. I, I get so focused on the ones that I do that I just go, God, it's just so much more research I have to do. But it does help because I do read things and I listen to what people say and they go, hey, this is a really good idea for Dale. And you think, well, if it's good for Dale, it's probably good for, Absolutely. for my, you know, my real. You know, it's probably a lot like cocaine where you're like, oh, you yeah. know, it would be a lot of fun, <laughs> but... Uh... I, I know work better. in the morning. I got to take my kids to school. He's like, been watching got, Archer got, too much. Yeah. I, 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 will, I will say this with daily fantasy NBA. It's probably cost me more time than I've spent actually raising children over the last couple <laughs> of years. That's what I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. of. That, Just play the big guys that go against the nuggets and you'll be fine. There, there you, you go. go. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's good. Let me ask you this. Steve. So with mm. game time decisions, how much more often are you having people call looking for advice on their daily games? 
I or does the studio producer try and sort those filter those out? <laughs> no, no, no. We get we get plenty of daily talk at least mixed in right now. I don't. I wouldn't know an actual percentage. What's interesting to note in doing a, a Monday through Friday show now is about thirty percent of my audience is non Broncos fans. So like when I brought up the Jim Harbaugh thing on the show yesterday. I got a half an hour of hot sports talk and phone calls and reaction on Jim Harbaugh being a douchebag. And then I brought up because one of my callers is like, would you really have Fox and Harbaugh? And I was like, yeah, in a heartbeat and not because of the personality. I don't think Harbaugh is that good of a coach. So, I mean, those type of things are fascinating to me because we live in a transplant city as much as we love Colorado and the Mile High City. And I could talk about Peyton all the time. It's also I, nice to throw it into some I, Rogers talk. I enjoyed all of the but, Manziel talk that but, I heard but, today. But, but I mean, people even are it, NFL fans, though, and that's yes, the main yeah. thing. Is that you can be, you know, you could be like from Chicago or wherever, but you want to talk NFL because all of us here love the NFL so much. We can all talk about it. Whereas, like, you might know more about the NBA than I do, and I might know more about the NHL, but. We all like football, and you can get somebody. I, I could weigh in on Manziel from the little I know what, of what doesn't everyone love football because of fantasy football? Yeah, probably. Every single game means something. And yep. gambling. Every yeah. single game. Yes, those things, I like, all, I like, those I like things fo- are all true, but I like football to watch. And college I like football. football. Be, I like football before that, for sure. But I definitely like it and pay attention to it much more closely because of fantasy. I'm going to get you watching college football. I will so. never. I, well, the college football playoff now? Is it? Is it? Is my Nebraska horn, Cornhusker in there? No. <laughs> Nope. No? Nope. No. What about my Notre Dame Fighting Irish? Are they no. In it? no. Why, why, do why would I watch? Why do you cheer for the two worst teams on the planet? <laughs> he doesn't. That's the whole joke. He's I, trying to be it. ironic. Oh. It's like no, an ironic my, t-shirt. My dad, I grew up with Notre Dame. My dad's a big Notre Dame fan, so I've always paid a little bit of attention to Notre Dame. Um, I just I root for Nebraska now just because it makes CU people mad. So uh, Now, that, what makes CU people mad is that CSU was a better team. Yeah, I guess so. And Jim yeah. McElwain, I said this on a Florida show because uh, they reached out to me after McElwain was hired. What you, what's going to happen? I said, you guys are going to win the title with McElwain. McElwain will host the Crystal Trophy. He is damn good. And CSU, in order to stay good, you got to keep shaking it up. Join the Big 12, shake things up, and get a coach like a Scott Frost. Something. Make well, it's not easy to join move. the Big 12. I mean, they've got to be invited, and it's. I'm <laughs> sure they going, would do it. They're too. going to be because they need a goddamn championship game so they can actually get someone in the Final Four. Well, that would be a good move for CSU for sure. Yes, definitely. And CU fans hate the fact that Fort Collins got to pump their chest with a 10-win season this year. Yeah, because um, there was a bunch of people that were going like, Oh, lost your coach, huh? And I was like, Yeah, I guess you, I guess you could gloat about that, but uh, you're still see. But, but here, here's the here's the facts, Jack. Nobody talked about CU football in Denver radio for this year, hardly at all. I mean, the, it was not even on the radar. CSU was on everybody's lips, and so they they definitely uh, the Rams definitely uh, got a lot of attention and and got themselves positioned well. But the loss of McElwain. It creates it creates a vacuum, and uh, I suppose I presume the AD is at an AA meeting right now, trying to recruit his next head coach. That'd be good. Now, now it sounds like you guys are speaking French to me, and I don't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> but um, see you. See, listen, Cecil. I, I I know you love football, and I know that's why you enjoy the. That's col- the only reason I watch college football. I don't watch college football for the pomp and circumstance and the Who's tradition. Who's going to be in the pros? I went to 
fucking community college, okay? And I, and I, t- and I totally get that. And I, I know you love the game and you like watching the game. It's just, it just seems like it's, it's going at half the speed, and well, it's like, second, and they John. just don't seem. Have you th- watched Oregon play? It's eight. No. They're scoring eighty points. No. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, well, and it's it's like a Madden game gone bad. And I don't even know the answer to this, but is there a mm. fantasy college football? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. daily well, fantasy see, college football. Fantasy college football. I've even, that I've even played that. That would get you into it. I have I've played that with nothing but the resources right. I have online, and not even having watched a so, fucking game. So so besides like a yearly league, how do they do it? Is it like an like an SEC? You can do it. Conference or do it by the Power Five because I know a lot of people don't want the Mountain West teams in that are scoring 100 points a game, you know, 80 points a game, whatever. They don't want those guys mucking things up when you have a hot quarterback at a small school that's still FBS that's, you know, throwing for 700 yards a game. That sounds like a heck of a niche to get into as college football fantasy. Uh, The Arena League uh, years ago approached football guys to be the official Arena (laughs) League fantasy site. Wow. And we said, thanks, but no thanks. But but we'd watch it if we had a fantasy team. Maybe. CFL, I mean, this is why you should pay attention to the CFL. Deron Carter with my Montreal Alouettes. For those that don't know, I do scouting for the Alouettes. He is Chris Carter's son, and he's a beast. He's an absolute beast. He's going to be in the NFL next year, and somebody's going to be real happy with whoever picks him up. Jim yeah. Harbaugh. It's interesting, and I and I totally get that. And I, you know, and I and I I, I love the NFL draft. And and people could tell me, oh, you got to get into college. So you know who these people are. I'm like, I don't need to know who they are. Let's just see what team they go to, and then I can start paying attention to them. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with that as well. But yeah, so. when when the Broncos choose Monte Ball, and God love him, he's a great guy. He's sure. a Broncos fan. But I'm ranting as Monte's on hold to talk to me. I'm at Radio City Music Hall, so I don't know. And I'm saying, it should have been Eddie Lacy. Why would they take Monte Ball? And my producer comes in my ear and he's like, uh, Monte's yep. on the line. <laughs> oh, hey, Monte. Monte, welcome. Yeah. welcome. Yeah. So glad they took you instead of that loser so Lacy. Now you watch Eddie Lacy today, who's Eddie Lacy's a bad Love Eddie Lacy. Studly. Uh, yeah. You see, and, and fortunately, they got C.J. Anderson. Great find. But you would have been able to make that call. And you would have said, hey, why would you take a guy with 1,000 carries at Wisconsin and you're worried about Eddie Lacy getting hurt when you got a three-year Super Bowl window with Manning? That's all I care. Eddie Lacy could not play after year three, and it doesn't matter. you got three years with Manning. Lacy should have been the call if you're spending a back, a pick on a back in the second round. All right, Cecil, do you play college fantasy no, football? No, So does that make the college watching experience more pure for you? Because I know from a uh, – I'll give you a little experience, mm. uh, or a little experience I had on Sunday. I got totally smoked, absolutely <laughs> smoked in my South Stands fantasy football match by, uh, by Dean Denver. Smoked me. It was horrible. But my quarterback was uh, Tom Brady. In the entire year, I've been rooting for Tom Brady. So Sunday night, I'm flipping on the game. Tom Brady's quarterback, and my instincts are to root for him. And then I realized, oh, wait, I don't have to root for that fucker anymore. And I, I, was, I was back to hating him, and it felt so good. It feels good to hate. It, it, it felt so good. Let Tom Brady Let it flow it through. So good. Which, by the way, the Colin, Patriots fans hate that I say, Tom Brady. <laughs> and they're like, why do you do that? You know why I do that. Because of Bill Simmons and because of Corolla's impression. Yep. Like, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. That's oh, why I say it like if, that. If, if, you listen, if you listen to the Cecil Lammy show solid for a week, you'll pick up 14 Corolla yeah, references. That's true. Uh, and so, and so I love it. I love it. Because it's like it's a, a nod. nod. It's a it nod. is a nod. But does yes. that make the experience more pure? Because you're, you're not rooting for a bunch of individual things But again, things I watch college football differently from a lot of people. A lot mm-hmm. of people are a big CU fan or they're a big LSU fan. I just care if they can play. When I'm watching LSU, who is my favorite college team, 
Zach Mettenberger's a piece of shit. I knew that from day one. <laughs> I'm watching Jarvis Landry. I'm watching Odell Beckham Jr. I'm Leonard Fournette. Oh, just remember that name, All Ruddy. Right. Leonard Fournette, the number one running back coming out of Louisiana, freshman with LSU this year. If there's anyone that's close to Adrian Peterson on the field, it is him. All right. And, and we got to wait. Right. I asked, I joked around with Roger Goodell two years ago at the draft for Marcus Name Lattimore. Dropper. For Marcus Lattimore. I said, can we just get, can we change it up, uh, Commissioner, and let Marcus Lattimore in? Ha, 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 ha. Marcus Lattimore will never play football. Crushed his I, knee. I, I, Twice, I, I I wish there was a way we could have seen him. So hopefully Leonard Fournette stays right, healthy. Cross our fingers. And in two years, you're going to be talking about him. All right. It, as long as can he play for the Cornhuskers? That's the only way I'm going to watch him. It's the only way I'm going to see him play. If only he plays for. We're going to get you watching college football. Hey, you can try, I know, buddy. You I know. Try. Listen, as we as we head off into the sunset here, Cecil mentioned Adrian Peterson all day, all day. Adrian Peterson's nickname. I hereby propose that C.J. Anderson be known as All Afternoon. Love it. I like that good let's get into the oh let's get into the second half we got plenty of broncos to get to so we'll we'll touch on that and uh we'll get into some sports right about now I think just getting that stress thing off my chest is gonna, this next read is going to go really well. I got to do a read first. Are we supposed to laugh at this or no? No, I'm doing a read first. Then sports. Sports. All right, I'm with you. I think we just did this a week ago. This is 200 shows, John. It's a joke. What if I told you that you can support a sponsor that supports this show and enjoy Colorado's most delicious and unique tavern food all at the same time? Well, you can by visiting Boone's Tavern at Downing and Evans, just east of DU. Street tacos, nachos, burgers, wings, and of course, fresh Colorado beers served ice cold and on tap. Or if you're looking for a quiet place to enjoy a fireside meal with that special person in your life, or to do brunch with a hot latte and some chorizo potato hash, it's Atticus Restaurant right next door to Boone's. And coming soon to Downing and Alameda, it's Blackbird Social Pub, West Wash Park's official new watering hole. Opening late November, all are part of the Table to Tavern Empire, and all are part of the reason that we bring you the fan cast. So frequent Boone's Tavern, Atticus and Blackbird, and please take a moment to let them know the South Stand sent you. Ha 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 ha!
mostly sports. But most, yeah, Woo! mostly. Fantasy. Motherfucking Cecil Lammy in the house. Cecil Lammy sports. God damn, I can't tell you how fucking excited I am. It's good. It's a. It's a. It's, real... it's just now coming over me, John. It's washing over me. The <laughs> fact that Cecil Lammy's actually Wa- here. Washing, washing, washing yeah, over me. Sudsing, sudsing over him. Sudsing over me. Tonight, my wife told me that my beard. Was instead of saying sloppy, uh-huh. she said uh, soapy. Ooh. And I was like, soapy? What the fuck? Did she mean soapy? No, she, I think she meant sloppy or uh, slobby. Okay. And she said soapy. Came out soapy. A bit of a Freudian she, slip. She's probably uh, looking at Colin's Twitter account and worrying when she sees the name <laughs> Cecil and soaping. No, no, no. Jealousy is not a bad thing in relationships. That's sure, true. I, that's yeah, true. Yeah, and sure. if I can make your wife jealous of me sudsing up to you, then that's more power to me. But I will say <laughs> that. I will say this. On the, on the subject of the beard, Cecil, mm. and I, I am a fan of your handsome face, yeah. it, it detracts from the cheekbones. You got, pull it da- you got to pull it down I like off it. the cheekbones. I like I, it. I've done it down off the cheekbones for a long time. I think I just got sick of like matching it up and making it's it It's a happen. lot of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll get rid of it. I go on the all-star trip in January. I'll be clean shaven or have the little chin strap beard. I, I had, I did at one point, and, and I have always been an, admi- an admirer of a man who can grow a, a fine beard, like my co, like the host of the fan cast here, John Reed. I, I, I have, uh, I have attempted at one point to do exactly that, and unfortunately, what I wound up with was a very Kyle Orton like neck beard, just bad, just bad. It it, it filled in nicely. I can grow a flavor saver. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's viewed as the creepiest form of facial hair, and therefore, I no longer wear one. Yeah, 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 it's kind of. I have a list of guys that I can't hang out with. You guys have heard them all. Soul patch guy is certainly one of them. Guy with too many bumper stickers. Guy with the bumper sticker that says "I love my." wife guy with the coffee can muffler fake fucking hood scoops we've got to end this oh, abomination man. now Fuck. and guys with fake gauges on their toyota corolla truck nuts no okay truck nuts. Truck nuts are on there what yeah, about i bought my hubcaps at pep boys guy that's the worst. The fake rims, <laughs> you know, the Pep Boys fake rims, the that's cheap ki- chrome. That's kind of his own. That's kind of that guy's own prison. Let's not let's not judge him <laughs> too harshly. his own hell. Yeah, that's his own hell. So right. let's not judge him too harshly. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I had a, I have, I need to get this hot take from Cecil because this is this is really um, this is something that's really near and dear to my heart, and it's something that I think uh, Chrissy Bex will will really want to hear. Anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> although, although I serve that one up to you pretty, pretty uh, soundly, um, yeah, just right there. I'm LeBron. Um, Cecil, what is what what what's the better what's the better uh, uh, superhero dynasty? Is it DC or is it Marvel? Uh, it's Marvel. And it it's, is. And it's it easy. is. And I'm it's a DC. I'm a DC that. guy. But Marvel's better, isn't Marvel it? Marvel is better because the characters are more real. Yes. DC. They approached their superheroes back in the late 30s and 40s as like Greek gods, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. I mean, all these untouchable figures. Marvel came around with Stan Lee in the 60s is like, no, Spider-Man's, you know, a teenager. He's a nerd. Tony Stark's an alcoholic, you know, and, and they did venture in D.C. later. With the Green Arrow and Green Lantern, they had uh, one of their sidekicks was a heroin addict. So, you know, that's when comics got more real. But for movies, it's Marvel easily. Absolutely. And TV shows, it's DC, though. They have some pretty good DC ones. DC yeah. TV shows uh, own. 
it seems like DC kind of uh, kind of chased that Marvel thing for a while, and like they would, Marvel would come up with something, and they'd kind of emulate it a little bit because they wanted to kind of copy them. But and everyone loves Batman, everyone loves Superman; those are great characters, and, and you could argue those are some of the, the the better characters that have been created. But overall, Marvel has has better um, has has better characters. Is than, Superman than DC. a better character? Eh, yeah. And that's What's his thing. weakness? What's his we- a green rock? A green rock. I mean, yeah. I just gave you guys a fine copy of Gravis number one That's and right. a big green rock, and I can't <laughs> wait to smoke it. <laughs> well. You know, and and the you know that that's the whole thing is that you know everyone and everyone loves Batman. The the Marvel movies are better; they're better than all the Batman movies, Superman movies, obviously. Uh, but there's that's an ongoing debate, and I bring up Chrissy Bex because I've had that debate with her. And she's she like, doesn't take DC, does she? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, Chrissy, yeah, and that's why Chrissy. that's why I was like I was like everybody knows Marvel. My we I always love playing the um, all the uh, the Lego games with my kids. So yeah. like the new Lego Batman three came out fairly recently. Okay, and we played the hell out of it. The characters are so dumb. There's like polka dot man. And there's like you know right. this, this dumb fucking dude. You're like you're like these characters suck. And, and then, it's you know, the villains that really make you because I've always said about Superman, fucking Lex Luthor is a bald rich guy. Yeah, like yeah. big deal. What's his? He's really evil. He's bald and rich and white. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, it's true evil. And Batman yeah, at least has make, the make him a cop too. Now you're onto something. <laughs> Batman at least has the Joker. So. I, I don't, I don't Bald, you know. You know where my, where my worlds collided earlier this summer. I was talking to John Fox. Yet another name drop. Yeah, there you go. And his two sons work for Marvel Studios. Oh wow! What? And they're working on Ant Man right now. Oh wow! Which is like a weird idea for movie. But I thought Guardians of the Galaxy was a weird totally. idea for movie. And it was great. Yep. Yeah, was and great. I was ask, asking Foxy. I was like, Yeah, they just got done with the second Captain America, and now they're working on Ant Man. I said, Oh, Paul Rudd is Ant Man. Is that pretty cool? He's like, I don't know who Paul Rudd is. And I. Saw started laughing and then he goes well what's funny is when they worked on captain america 2 the winter soldier they didn't know who robert redford was oh so foxy got some old movies together of robert redford and then his sons watched him they're like he didn't age very well (laughs) he's a little but john fox two of his three kids work for marvel studios they're working on ant-man right now so how close did you come i mean i I, you're a talented uh, graphic novel artist how close did you come to pursuing that line as a uh, career? I was, I was there. Um, we, me and my best friend, Eric Hoffman, we had gotten a job with Legend Comics in 1993 at Fort Collins Company. They came out with Lords Number 1, and they were like, okay, Lords Number 2, it's you guys. We're going to take off, and we're going to do an eight-panth anthology of Gravis and another character I had named Freedom, basically a Thanos ripoff. But anyway. Uh, they went out of business before Lords 2 ever came out. And me and my best friend, we we're, you know, early 20s, we're just like, it's over. I mean, we, I was, I think I was 19. I mean, it was, we were just like, it's, uh, it's over, it's done, like, we're never going to do this. And instead of pursuing our dreams, which is kind of odd in my whole story of getting into radio, it's just about, oh, fuck it, just do it. Just ask, you know, that's how I got to where I'm at, is just asking and just doing. With comics, it was on the shelf. Um, it's. I have some good news to report. Big E, Eric, uh, was ha, was going through chemotherapy last year with uh, colon cancer. Oh, this is and that I thought, guy. Yeah, and I thought I don't ever want our lives to go without telling our story. We have a great story. We have about 150 characters. So I I don't have any time. But I went ahead and I I made the time. I drew the comic. Eric and I had had the story, so it was easy to map out. We got a local company, Paragon Press. 
here in Denver to print the comic for us. We have 100 copies. And this is the one you brought us tonight. And we, uh, that's what I brought us tonight. It was available. Uh, Matt Magacy uh, honestly wants to get some at Mutiny, yeah. which would be cool. Uh, got another buddy with Big Top Collectibles, Carlos, up in Arvada. So, you know, just kind of that local vibe. Sold some on the internet just to put the story out there. Now Eric's cancer-free, uh, done with chemo, and we got our story started. Uh, and it will be available on Amazon. The thing with Amazon, when you print on demand, it has to be 24 pages. That's an eight-page comic. So when we get to Gravis 3, I'll just combine them and make like a trade paperback. And that will be available on Amazon. So hopefully that will get done this year. The, the beautiful thing, though, and obviously you're super busy and you have this career in, in, in sports. But the beautiful thing is that you could still pursue that in some form or another obviously you need sleep but you know the, the beautiful thing about today is like because i remember growing up and like you know being like i used to make movies all the time and, and people were just like well you you can't make movies i mean you live in the middle of illinois somewhere you're just right. a kid you know and now it's like oh no you can do that you can you can make movies and you can do anything you want so it's something that you know it, it's you could do if you wanted to. Well, do. and you could I, keep I, I love drawing. I get that from my mother, and I grew up not to slam on my dad, but my dad was always like comic books. Why the hell you want to write a comic book? Because we're farmers, we're ranchers, we're simple people. And when Todd McFarlane bought the baseballs from Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, and he paid three million dollars for those record-setting baseballs, I remember my dad. Like I think we we're at the lunch table or something. He was like, "Who the hell is Todd McFarlane?" <laughs> well, he knew Todd McFarlane was my idol. Oh, okay. I love Todd McFarlane, and he was like. He bought those baseballs for because he knew baseball, and he didn't realize that being that size of a comic artist, you could make that sort of money. Like this guy, and it was really it was eye opening for him. Now, Um, and you know, he's been supportive now in doing this comic, and it's just be passionate and go for it. That's my big advice because people. I just got a message on Twitter yesterday, like I want to do what you do. Just do it and be passionate about it. Be patient. And be nice to people. Absolutely. All right, so what you need to do here is combine your focus here. Hmm. Fantasy football, man. <laughs> Comic book. <laughs> and be, I drafted Adrian Peterson, you know, and just a big fist. No, when fantasy football man would go kick the shit out of Adrian Peterson <laughs> then for getting <laughs> suspended. Yeah, fly him with and, his and, ass. You know, he'd, he'd whip oh, him with a awesome. tree. He'd, he'd whip him with an entire tree. He would take yeah. the whole thing and just smash <laughs> Adrian Peterson. Right across nice. his scrotum. <laughs> exactly. And oh. the thing is about all the uncomfortableness that we've had from the NFL specifically, because the NFL won't die unless there's bad quarterback play. I've said it time and time again. Because people, when the Ray Rice thing happens, the Adrian Peterson thing happens, everyone's saying, oh, football, it's going you know, to die, it's going to hurt it. No, it didn't. Ratings were through the roof. Absolutely through the roof. Bad quarterback play kills the NFL. That's why they need a developmental league. Point is this. I'm at least glad that those uncomfortable subjects, I got choked up and emotional on the air and talking about Ray Rice and talking about how my mother-in-law, who I love dearly, saved my wife's life because she left her husband, my wife's father, when she was, you know, 18 months old because Jenny was getting her ass kicked like every day. And he was getting drunk and coming home and kicking her ass. And my wife grew up not seeing that. It's good. Because Jenny made a tough decision, moved from Pennsylvania to Arizona, then from Arizona to Colorado. To get away. To get away from her husband and that choked me up when i talked about it because domestic violence is something that we should all talk about we should all let know when i talked about the adrian peterson thing i got some pushback some negative pushback from some in the listening audience because it was blamed on a cultural thing oh well switching your kids that's cultural no it's not it's illegal and it's not spanking it really pisses me off 
when I hear a talk show host being like, well, spanking your kids is just your it's decision. Not spanking. That's not fucking spanking. No, it's not fucking That's spanking. That's abusing your it's, child, which is illegal. His testicles were lacerated. It's, it's somebody. It was testicles were lacerated. It's somebody who got both. I got the belt and I got the wooden spoon. And those were far less harmful than what that child got. And I was and a you got live, the belt on the butt. I was a live-in child. I lived in that home. Adrian Peterson's children don't live in his home. He has no business behaving that way toward them. Well, and I hate the way that it was all like, oh, we can't talk about it. It's a cultural thing. Can't judge. And the way that I put it on the air, uh, which, again, drew some negative feedback, but it's honest. Listen, uh, there are cultures where you steal a loaf of bread, you get your hand cut off. That culture is wrong because that's illegal in America. There are cultures... And again, notice how I'm not mentioning any race. There are cultures where you can beat the shit out of your women, and it's perfectly acceptable. Guess what? In America, that is wrong. That is illegal. There are cultures where you switch your kids. Guess what? In America, that's illegal. That's wrong. And the fact that we're able to talk about this and get past the uncomfortableness of domestic violence or child abuse, which is what that was, and to still maintain the focus of, Okay, there's spanking, which is allowed by law. And there's and breaking then there's the child skin. abuse. There's breaking the skin. Exactly. With and a piece of I, wood. As, as all of us being fathers, I can't imagine anything that a four-year-old would ever do. Ever do. Yeah. Uh, to, to, yeah. To, to, to deserve have a pre- that. Premeditated whipping. Yeah, go get it. And I'm going to whip Pre-med- your ass. It's not, like, it's not like spur of the moment. No, it's heat premeditated. Of the moment. And right. on top of that, he had a son that was beaten to death yes, like a too. year right. earlier. Right. Right. It's, it's but crazy. The, problem, the reason why you got pushed back is because there's this whole idea in this country of people going, oh, we're, we're making a bunch of pussies in this country. And we, oh, yeah, you, you're being too liberal. And it's like, it's like, no, this is not a time for you to be like, America's changing. Dude, got, it's the same, the it is the same thing as racism. They said, okay. What, what did everybody say about Adrian Peterson? That's how it goes in the South. That's how it goes in the South. That's not okay. It's not okay. A lot of things go wrong in the South, and it's not okay. Yeah, and the pushback I got was about the cultural thing, and I said to the people that I had to say it to, I said, listen, I never said anything about any race. I could be talking about some redneck down in Louisiana that switches his kids. They're probably white. doing it, too. They're probably doing it, too, because, yeah, it's a South thing. I don't give a shit. That's wrong, and it's illegal. It reminded me of... I had a conversation with Les Shapiro, who I've become close to, and Les has been very gracious uh, with me and, and talking to me about my show. He listens. He gives me tips, advice. and I, He knows I, the I, profession inside I, and out. I take it all in. When we were talking about um, there was some sort of another gun crime somewhere, and on the air, you know, he's from Chicago, and I was like, from Chicago, you can't even own a gun there. And, and he's like, guns scare me. And I said, Les, do you realize that every time you've seen me, unless it's at a game, I'm packing. And the, he kind of <laughs> really? set up a little bit. And he's like, seriously? I said, yes, Les, every time you see me, including right now, I'm packing because I have a concealed carry permit. And he was like, huh. And I said, now, what do you think of me? You've known me for years. You didn't know that I was carrying a weapon, too, in fact. Now that you know that, and we, we had this discussion on air. I said, how does that make you feel? He's like, well, you were cool before I knew. It's like when I found out one of I my coworkers. I suddenly feel a lot safer being on South Broadway. Well, and here's, I'm here's going to walk out with you, okay? Here's the thing. You guys need to have Drew Spivak on for several, several reasons. Drew Spivak, our hockey beat writer yeah, and, yeah. and college football and, and Rockies, all that. Drew was a junior at Columbine when it happened, and he has a great perspective on guns. His dad's a hunter, and he's never touched a gun or shot a gun or anything. 
he told me uh, during one of our remotes, because he's my remote engineer, he's like, Cecil, I'm safer because of people like you. And I said, thanks. But let's have a real honest discussion. Guns aren't for everybody. I got a buddy of mine who's like, nah, I'd probably blow my, my head off if I had a you gun. Grew up, you and that's fine. You I'm grew glad. up with guns. You lived out where I had it was probably very my, common. My uh, gun rack was full of guns. We just had the tragedy out at Yuma. There was a high schooler that was shot accidentally because somebody had put the gun behind the seat and then they hit a bump or something that went off and, and killed the driver, killed the kid. But I mean, I had a gun rack full of guns and an unlocked truck in high school. And I got in plenty of fights and never went to my truck. Nobody went there. It's just not what you did. Sure. And, and I grew up in a different era and I grew up in a different region because the country is just it's just different. But when we can talk about these subjects, whether it is gun control or domestic violence or child abuse, and we can be honest and open and discuss things rationally without getting overly emotional. These are the type of discussions that we all need to have. When you had the discussion on your show about about domestic violence and about the Ray Rice case and 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 you were you were so personal and so emotional in your delivery, I was sitting in the parking lot. Your show wraps up. You hand off to Nate right at the, I pick up my daughter from school at 2:50. Okay. So as you were winding down that show, I I was listening to you and you might remember I texted you after that show. Um, and I said, "Hey man, great great show and i i was well, listening to be fair you do that every day i, I, I was I he doesn't really know, I know he doesn't I know. know which one it he is. finally he finally said uh, the, he finally hit the uh he, he hit the uh block this number button on his phone <laughs> yeah um but uh i was waiting for my daughter to come out from school and you know in the the chat you had just had and and picking up my daughter from school and and, and i took her home and i and i thought about you know, how do I want the man in her life later on to treat her? And how, how, what do I want her expectations to be from that man? And I don't see my little girl as a, as a girl. I see her as a kid and I see her as a person. And I, and I, I want her to play baseball and I want her to, to shoot hoops and ride a skateboard and, and experience all those things. And uh, I, I don't feel like she should be treated or thought of any differently in our society um, because she's a woman. And, and, uh, I was very disturbed by 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 the Ray Rice situation as you were, and by Janae's Janae's not making it any better when she talks about how you know God has a it plan. It was God's plan. It's it, come on, man. First off, on a philosophy standpoint, and I've said this on the air before too. I try to be as open as possible. You know, any sort of God's plan, humans aren't meant to understand. So the fact that people, oh, things happen for a reason. No, they don't. You don't know <laughs> the reason. God's plan is chaos, people. Yes. And, and chaos, through the chaos is the plan. We need to navigate through that. Yes. But in terms of the people that say, and, and I get it, it's a coping device, but God's plan, you don't know God's plan. You couldn't understand God's plan if you knew what it was because you're human and he's divine and he sees your life as this infinitesimal speck on a line of specks so the and the janae thing wasn't making better but what it did is i know Big E has a daughter shelby who's 11 he had the conversation about domestic violence and about and you know don't ever let a man put his hands on you that is wrong it's it's it it's it's interesting and like the the fact that it that it brought up so many conversations that revealed a lot, a lot of ignorance is what is what. Oh is, yeah, which, which is really the amazing thing is then all of a sudden you kind of went, 
oh, a lot of people don't get this. They don't get, we need to, right. you know, the NFL now has to have commercials to tell people. Which is fine, and which I is get fine. that, and it's kind of weird because we have a, a commercial that runs now sometimes a PSA about keeping your gun locked up. And at first when I heard it, I was like, uh-oh, this isn't one of them anti-gun things. And then it was like, hey, just keep it locked up because somebody will stumble on, do it, and your kid, and blah, blah, blah. Sure. I was like, oh, okay. And then I thought, ah, that's really stupid. As a gun owner, it's something that I take a lot of pride in and something that I am very safe with. Um, and it's something that all my kids will be safe with when they get older if they want to choose to own a weapon or whatever. So to me, it's just natural. Of course, keep your guns locked up. I have a fingerprint safe. I've got a, a trigger lock on the guns that go that are larger. But to you, it, it makes sense. You're like, yeah. duh. But, but I'm but, glad that they're, you know, the don't shake a baby? What yeah. the yeah. fuck? That's, that's, <laughs> like, that's the gun version of right, don't shake a baby. Right. It's like, yes, don't shake a baby. We all know this. But it's the There's silver lining is it's good that. that that message is out there. So when the NFL does the domestic violence commercials now, and the PSAs, that's good that that message is getting out. It is good, I guess, and, we, and I know you and I agree on this. It kind of was like, almost like, hey, you dummies out there drinking Budweiser, watching football, don't beat your ladies. And it was kind of like, hey, you're you're the guys who need the PSA, not us. Now, granted, all the everyone everyone needs the PSA, but it was almost like the NFL was saying, hey, we don't have a problem. You, you guys it's, have It's a like an NFL uh, PSA that says steroids are bad. Yeah, kind of. So. <laughs> like, okay, NFL. Thanks for the advice, but uh, maybe you should sweep your side of the street. Real quick before, okay. well, before, before, before we get into the we fourth. Got, we got a lot to get to. We got, a, we got a heavy metal quiz, a hard okay. rock quiz, okay. and we got uh, we got to talk more Broncos because I got I got a few things I need to I need to have um, I need to I need to just get out there to Cecil and have him make me feel better. I know there's a, there is a, uh, it's an un, it, 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 it's an untapped well of uh, of possible topics to, to go over and uh, and just this pent up this pent up stuff. But you guys were talking earlier about the about the possibilities these days yes you can do that john you were talking about making films yes you can do this yes you can do that i have a son now who's who's 13 years old he's just uh just cruising through middle school there and uh, you know okay student not a great student but uh he says uh he he's telling me now that uh, he's not going to college because he is uh he's going to be a, a youtuber and a graphic designer and He's a very good graphic designer. Um, he's a very clever uh, YouTuber, and he and he and he's he's smart and clever and all that. But I, as as his parent, I'm starting to go, oh Jesus, this is such bullshit. None of this shit's going to work out. But does it come down to if you're creative and you're driven and and you're starving, something's going to come together? If you what you think about, you bring about. I'm a firm believer in that. And if it's like riding a motorcycle. If you see it, you'll hit it. I remember up in Fort Collins, the only time I've ever ridden a motorcycle after having a beer, and I swear to God, I had a beer, and I was like, I needed Snickers. So I went to my convenience store, and I was driving down by City Park in Fort Collins, and I was about to Shields and Mountain, and this girl pulled out in front of me. I hit her car because I did nothing but stare at it. I wasn't thinking, like, and, and as I always did, riding a motorcycle, like, I'm going to go here, I'm going to here. It's a little game that I would play. When I would ride. It's Frogger. Yeah. I didn't think that. I just stared at her car like, oh, shit. And I hit her car um, and flew over her trunk and into oncoming traffic. Uh, you know, obviously, okay. But in life, it's okay to dream 
as long as they're, you know, you're grounded and you're going for it. You know what I mean? My son, who's 15, wants to play college football. I asked him, and I knew some of the schools that he wanted. There, my are... son is the polar opposite of Liam, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Washington, Nebraska, Ball State, and Trinity are all interested in Liam right now as a sophomore quarterback. So I said, "Where do you want to go? Where do you want to play? Like one, give me one." And I knew some of the answers. I was like, "Give me one." He's like, "Oh, just wherever." I was Nebraska. like, "No, you." Please well, say Nebraska's Nebraska. Nebraska's interested in him. There is. Please say Nebraska. Nebraska. I'll be the said, biggest Nebraska if fan. If you then. don't say, if you don't put it in the universe what you want, yeah, I just, I'll just play anywhere. Well, I'll just broadcast anywhere. Focus no, I want to be in Bristol. Yeah. He wants to go to LSU. So, okay, what do you got to do to get LSU interested? If you've got Nebraska and Washington and these other schools interested, what do you got to do to make LSU interested? Lord knows I need a quarterback. You've got to make the decision. And that and that's the thing. It's like and so I, I like the fact that your son has the clarity of making the decision. I think going to somewhere like the Art Institute would probably give him a jump start in terms of introducing people, getting the foot in the door. And if you, if as long as someone and that's I think my kids will start going. I want to be this, and and it's like it's like that's fine. You just have to, like you said, you have to go for it. You have to be focused on it. You have to really work at it and realize that you're probably gonna go off into another direction at some point. And you have to recognize it. As work and and it, and if it and if it's not you have to realize when it's not working and you have to realize you have to maybe do something else and and maybe not totally abandon that but you have to at least try to have a proper amount and a realistic amount of patience. That's I think that's the best very advice. key too. So let's uh, let's get into the fourth quarter. Parenting advice, sports oh, yeah, talk. We got it all. Parenting advice, domestic violence. We're covering it all tonight, guys. This we still is- haven't talked much about butt sex. Wait <laughs> till I tell you about Sigmund and I's next podcast, Porn Scouts. Scouts. Porn Scouts. Porn Scouts. Oh, I, I, I'm not shocked by that. I listen to you guys a lot. I know. I know that I catch the references. So uh, let's take a quick break. shirt shop by now you know that they're a friend of the fan and a friend of the fan cast but did you know that they're brick and mortar too oh yeah james hernandez and crew are now offering all their fresh and unique denver styles online and at their location at 9910 east castilla in centennial look you guys the holidays are fast fast approaching and you're going to want to think outside the big box. Find a truly unique item for a truly unique person on your list from 5280 Shirt Shop. Friend of the fans. Friend of the fan show.
love Slayer. So good. So, John, I, the best I, ever. You know, we just did show number 200, right? Yeah. I remember early, early on, before the show started, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm recalling, I don't know if this is correct, but you have to refresh my memory here. I remember we were going through uh, emails back and forth. We were, we were talking about equipment, what you have to buy, all this fun stuff. I remember you talking that you wanted to sh- call the show South of Denver, yes. and it would have been after yes. this song. That was a. That was a. Uh, that was a. Yeah. yeah. It was a leader in the clubhouse. It was for the title that ultimately became the South, South Sands. Denver. Yeah. I still, if I ever, if we ever do like a little thing at, at home, if we're at home doing it over Skype, I, I I record out of the South of Denver studios because I am South of Denver. Or yeah. if you guys split up, I mean, every great oh. combination. Oh, Splits up. No, I, I, I like this Bloom idea. I have plans. I like Bloom and I have plans for the final episode of the Audible. Colin would probably be pretty down with what we're going to do, but we already have plans for when we part ways okay. because we know, like, just like the Beatles, just yeah. like every great group, like it'll split and maybe won't be as pretty as we want. Yeah, true. You got you got to make you got it. You have to prepare for that eventuality. Colin. Just, no, like a I prenup, essentially. <laughs> I am a fighter. I will cling to a relationship until it's <laughs> driven right. into the oh, ground. We know. We know. Um, I will say now you're talking about uh, Sigmund Bloom. I will heap some praise upon him. Uh, awesome dude. Um, he's he's great. I love listening to him. He his rent a defense column is uh, has been a, been a wonderful thing all season long. I've I've used Use that uh, religiously, um, and uh, big music fan. I know he's into tons of tons of music. Uh, so just uh, such a thoughtful man, very thoughtful. So uh, I think you. I don't have to tell you that uh, great dude, and, and you're probably stoked to have worked with him this long. So we love him here. Yeah, ten years on the Audible, and I remember we we were on the message board in the Shark Pool at FootballGuys.com, and there was this guy just named Bloom. That was a poster. He was a forum member. And we argued about uh, Amos Zaraway. And we had wow. argued yeah, about, who, who has about <laughs> Willie Parker. And I said, no, I Willie Parker. I remember Willie. fast Willie I said, Parker. Willie's got something. A, a cover boy of the Football Guys magazine, which did sell out in our print run for what? We do it for like five years or whatever. Anyway, so we were arguing about, and we were both Steelers fans, and we were arguing about Willie Parker. And Bloom said, he's Amos Zaraway. And I said, no, Amos was much more compact, much more rigid. There's something here with Willie. He was famous. He made cookies. Right. (laughs) And that's how we kind of got in the debate. We kind of earned a message board respect for each other. And when Football Guys, I had been hired in 2005, they hired Bloomed in 2006, and I was the first one to call him and congratulate him. We talked on the phone for three hours. I said, that's the podcast. Let's do it again. We did it. I recorded it on a cassette. The very first episode of The Audible on a was on a cassette on speakerphone. Did you have to hit play and then, record at the same time? No, 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 no. It was a handheld cassette recorder. I put him on speakerphone. We recorded it. Then I took the cassette, I put it and burned it onto a CD through my home stereo. I took that CD, an MP3, onto the computer. Very convoluted process. Much more streamlined now. But this was 2006. And when we look back and young podcasters now are calling us like pioneers and the godfathers of podcasting. And the fact that the numbers I told you about in the earlier show and we were a top four podcast in August. We'd been in the top ten before but never as high as four. I mean, it's just... It's amazing to think that it started from a three-hour conversation the very first time we talked, a three-hour conversation, and we said, 
Let's make that a show. So what made you what made you aware of the fact that a podcast existed? Because you guys Football were guys wanted, so far ahead of the curve on we, this. We went to Vegas. We have our Vegas summit every year at Football Guys, and we get put up in some mighty big houses, and we all go out there. We have a great time. And, it, and you know, they're, hey, you're the radio guy, and we don't want to do this, this uh, podcast thing. I had done some podcasts with Andrew Garda before when we just called them, like, internet shows. Yeah. For like the fantasy football huddle and ffadvisor.com. Uh, so and had a little bit of experience, but they tasked me, Will Grant, and Jeff Pasquino with doing it. And I just figured out, like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And when I talked to Bloom and we just hit it off, I was like, that's the show. And that's how the show started. So, you know, the word podcast didn't exist till the iPod was created. And this will blow your mind a little bit, but John and I. Worked on radio shows back in 1999. That was that was internet radio. 1999. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only way you could get it. Internet, the pop autopsy. Yes, sir. Woo. Um, it's cool. It's 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 such a good time. And we were talking earlier, like you know, now it's like easy for people to do things. And you think how easy it is for somebody to do a podcast, and how difficult you had to all the steps you had to go through to get it up. But here's the thing, though, gents, it's not that's that entire space is worthless unless you're in the millions of downloads. Well, so Cecil and and the the Audible are now at a point where it is a it it is monetization is realistic. Well, hold on, and and with YouTube, it's in the millions and millions. Hold on, you have. But first of all, you have to have something that people want to listen to. That's the main thing. Anybody can put it up there. You know. This is what I said in the in the '90s when I was when I was putting out um, like 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 magazines, like little zines and stuff. People would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to do it too." And I said, "Go for it. Anybody can do it. Anybody can publish something. Anyone can go to Kinkos and run some stuff off. Anybody can do it. It's just a matter: is it something that people want to give a shit about? Well, so, you better have the audience. I think of podcasting in a certain form for you know upstart podcasts. I think of it like brokered radio." anybody can buy that airtime like anybody can if you have the audience and if you're good the bottom line is are you good and if you're good then the you know the downloads and everything will be there and it's not for everybody and i understand you know people everybody's got a voice awesome there's only there's only so much time. I mean, I'm behind sure. on Adam Carolla's podcast by about so, two weeks. So am I. You know, and I listen to him every day, but it, it's a time thing. That's why we always say at the end of the show, and some people think we're just full of shit. No, we appreciate your time. It's very important sure. that uh, and, you take and, the time to listen. I love that, by the way. At the end of your show, we, at the end of the Audible, when you thank the listener every time, it gets me every time. I'm like, yeah, you're welcome, guys, and thank you, and <laughs> and uh, it makes it, it makes it that much more it, it makes it that much more approachable. And you do realize, and, and it's and you make it clear, people's time is precious, and and to the listeners of this podcast as well, we recognize the same thing, and we learn from these guys, and we learn from Corolla, who's sure. also always very gracious. Yeah. Um, you know, we we know you have options. We know you could be listening to uh to Danny and cello right now and that would be a terrible horrible mistake but you're listening to us instead and we appreciate that speaking of radio 1043 the fan was sold this week yeah you know so it happens en- probably. enter enter con- it happens but it hasn't happened with lincoln financial before and and all of a sudden they've been swallowed up 15 stations were purchased um and uh the uh 
and I don't mean to make this uncomfortable for Cecil. This this is going to be this is a news flash that we're going to talk about one way or the other. Um, the stations have been taken over. KYGO, one of them. KS1075 is one of them. Comedy 1031. Oh no! Um, all, all of these stations were bought by Intercon. Um, Intercom. And chances are, isn't that the, isn't it's that going the, to cost people jobs. Dude. Isn't that isn't that the the thing that uh, that destroyed the world in the Terminator movie? Probably so. Intercon? That was Cyberdyne. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. so, on, sounds now. like it. So. Come on, Intercom. Um, so so I, I hope it doesn't cost anybody jobs. I think it that's, will. That's, <laughs> I think it will. And that's what that's what the Denver Post of, thought too. Really, I don't know. Um, a lot of times that stuff happens, and they just kind of go. Here's just the keep thing, doing though. It. Here's the thing, though. Is Cecil will attest. Uh, the uh, sports talk radio format is one of the more expensive in terms of overhead to maintain because you need actual people. You're not using voice tracks. You're not just introducing the next country western song. And uh, and so when a when a big corporation buys 15 stations, they're going to go in and look for ways to save costs. So we wish the people at 104.3 The Fan the best. It is wonderful to have three stations in town. We're one of very few markets that does. I'm only counting and, two. Uh, Where's the, there's a third one? There's a, there's a third? It's right up the street, 975 Lincoln Street. I'm Ooh. on every Thursday from 6 to 7 with Rhino Notaro. I didn't, I didn't know that. On Mile High Sports I Radio. I didn't know that. Um, the, uh, so here's the thing, though. Now that Intercom has bought Lincoln Financial, they have to divest one of the FM stations because otherwise... Please be KYGO. Please be KYGO. That's never going to happen. So they have to divest one of those stations. So right now it looks like to me, um, being the... Being the uh, lo- having looked at all of the stations that they now own in this market, it's cozy or it's the fan. And so, if they divest one, that would be interesting. I didn't realize that happens. was still a loss. So, they well, can only own eight they stations, can, uh, right? F- I think it's five FM stations, okay, and up to eight total, including I know AM. that law was put in when or no, it's Clinton was in it. Yeah, it's, 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 they, it's been there a long time. If they want time. to give me the fan, I'll take it. I, I, I have no problem reaping the benefits. Bucks. I'll give you 15 bucks. I'll take it. So, that, listen, that's... And it's going to be we, Sandy listen, Clough. I, I wanna, it's going to be nothing I wanna, but Sandy Clough. I just want to speed us up a little bit. This is fascinating, and uh, I'm sure Cecil has plenty to say on it, but since he's on a radio station, we'll, we'll spare him the uh, the that that topic for now. Um, what I want to talk about is uh, well, we want to get into our quiz real quick, and then we're gonna we're gonna make sure to finish up with some Broncos because I have. You still have not asked me about the Broncos. No, we're gonna get to the Broncos. That's what we like to hold them. We like to hold them to the end because you're gonna say whore. I was well, like, we like to well, whore. We do, we're, Somehow we're we always we always get you. around to Broncos right as we try as John's trying to close the mic. <laughs> well, no, because you know the way I look at it, you start little Broncos, then you say, hey, we're gonna talk a little Broncos later, just so they keep listening. It's they want to people as you know Cecil, they love it's a tease yeah. and you know? then at the end they go i can't believe i listened to all that bullshit in between <laughs> and, they, and they forgot to talk about the broncos because they got they caught a buzz and forgot I, we're gonna do a quiz right now real quick answer answer this question for me uh when i am looking at fantasy rankings okay yeah now football guys has a couple different people giving rankings and and projections bl- yeah. pr- their bloom is different from Dodd. Oh, way different and and you know okay and so then let's say i go over to look at what jamie eisenberg has to say okay i i trust and i value the opinion of all these guys but when they're wildly different how do i make my decision on who to who to play well fantasy pros tracks all the experts if you will that do projections and david dodds consistently ranks in the top five every single year like uh you know if you have a good if you have a default setting david dodds is your default setting period and no offense to moral or wood or bloom or anybody else that does. but i would also say this and i've heard you and bloom say the same the way you make that decision is you play fantasy football 
And, and, and that's where you can't come back on Cecil after, you know, you said Antonio Brown Absolutely. was going to have a huge game, and he only got targeted five Absolutely. times. You, you uh, make, which never happens with Antonio Brown, but right. bad example. But the example I used of Odell Beckham Jr. Perfect. over DeAndre Hopkins right. two weeks ago. Perfect. I had logic behind it. I had reason behind it. 99.9% of people would have agreed with me, and DeAndre Hopkins blew up. But you might have gone, okay, DeAndre Hopkins, a lot of upside. I'm uh, I'm nervous about this matchup. I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins. You can make those decisions because it's your fantasy team. It, absolutely. And you can't. And one thing that the daily space has taught us is that the you if you succeed on a stretch play, a low percentage play a player who's not going to be played in a lot of a lot of leagues in a lot of tournaments that kind of thing, you can really benefit from that. So. Manage your own league. Take in the advice. Read Jamie Eisenberg. Sure. Read Bloom. Read, listen to what Cecil's saying on the radio. And you combine all of that, and then you, you put it all in a big hopper, and you say, okay, now I'm going to run my team. And sprinkle in a little Fitz magic, and you have and, 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 right. for, and for example, I was, having a, I was having a problem uh, choosing Kelsey over Fleener this week. And, and I, Who it should have been Kelsey. I would have gone Fleener. And I, and, Why? And most, no, no, no. Most people, most people, on, most of the guys on Kelsey football was above guys said Kelsey. Yeah. They said Kelsey. Kelsey was uh, Like Fleener. CBS guys had Fleener. And I was just like, Alan's I, back. I don't, I said, I don't feel this. I don't feel this. I, 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 and I went with, I went with Kelsey. That's the example of when you finally have to say, I need to make the decision based on everything I'm seeing. But confirmation bias is a bitch because you're like, I think this. And then you see somebody and you go, Hmm, Sigmund Bloom says that too. Then I definitely think I that's can't tell right. you how many phone calls I get where people like this, this, and this, and then I answer them. That's what I had. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, there you like, go. So I, sometimes I was, they just want to hear. I was listening to you on Sunday, and in a, in a span of like a minute, you mentioned that do not start Matt Asiata. He's horrible. He's right, garbage. Right. The very next phone call. Okay, I got. I'm thinking of starting Matt Asiata. <laughs> <laughs> You're like. That's, uh, so polite. that's so polite. That's human, like, nature. Oh, that's human well. nature. Let me tell you my pet peeve about game time decisions, and this is about the listeners and not about Cecil. Don't Five, let me set your whole team. Please don't ask me. Please don't ask Cecil. Hey, Cecil, how you doing, man? The last eight people asked him that, and he answered the same way every time. That's, that's courtesy. That's Just common courtesy. You, know? no, you, go, you can go, hey, Cecil, what up, brother? Or come up, twist it. Twist it. Give me something else. Hey, Cecil, how they hanging, bro? G- give me something else. How are them tru- but, truck nuts hanging, Cecil? Yeah. Hey, Cecil, how are you? Let's 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 do the quiz so we can we can pro- get to the promise of more Bronco right. talks. So we can Tell get everyone the out there. overtime, though, right? It, we got to be in overtime. We're way over. We're way, we're way over. Oh, yeah, already. Yeah, all right, so. all right. All right. All right. So what's the name of this quiz? What's going on here? This the is name eight. of the quiz is Who the Fuck Am I? Hard Rock Edition. All right, so I'm going to describe myself, and and, and I'm going to be somewhere in the hard rock universe, heavy metal, if you will, and you tell me... Who the fuck am I? You name the person. You have to buzz wait, in wait, wait, like wait. Cecil. Just, just, just shout it. Just, say, like, just say the answer. Say the answer. No. Well, you so want to go Corolla rules? We've got to go Corolla rules. Right. We've got to say our name, right? right Corolla, rules. Corolla rules. So, so this is, uh, you're, you're ex- okay, you are the person I'm in gonna the hard rock I'm going to describe myself, world, and I am this person. Okay. 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 All okay. Right. I'm best known as the founding member and lead guitarist of KISS. Cecil. 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 Paul Stanley. 
John, Ace Freely. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> woo! And more than one guitarist. Really got number one. <laughs> Space Ace. I replaced Ace Freely as Cecil. The- Vinny Vincent. That is Whoa. correct. Good. And Vinny Vincent was kicked out of his own band, and they called it Slaughter because Good. Mark Slaughter was the lead singer of Vinny Vincent Invasion. Vinny Vincent was so fucking terrible, they kicked him out, and they and were named just slaughter. slaughter. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. It's a bonus yeah. point so for that. Sees Lammy on the board. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I love this game. It's a good game. <laughs> Automatically my favorite game. My <laughs> band was originally called Airborne. But in 1976, I changed it to my own last name and kept rockin' with bassist Stephen Barry and drummer Greg Pekka. In 1981, I sing backup vocals on the Scorpions album Blackout. Who the fuck am I? Do we get negative? Holy no. crap. John. <laughs> I don't know that. Ted Nugent. That is incorrect. Damn it. I am... Don Dockin. Oh, what? Dockin played on hey, isn't Blackout? He Denver? Dockin Do- sang backup vocals on Blackout. Wow. I think he is. Wow. No, I don't think so. No. I've heard he's a bit of a douchebag as well. Well, I mean, he's a huge heavy metal star. Winger, Chances. maybe? Huge anything the, star. Winger, Winger is from Denver. Winger's Kip Denver. Winger. Kip is, Winger. Yeah. Or he's from, like, he's from like Pueblo or something. He's named really? Kip. Yeah. Yeah. Kip is an awesome <laughs> name. Love it. In 1981, I formed Pantera with my brother. Cecil. You didn't uh, wait till I read the brother's name, oh, so now you on. got a 50-50 shot. <laughs> oh, boy, man. Uh, I'll say Dimebag. That is yeah, correct. Yeah. Cecil By the way, I just interviewed, and I'm going to hack his name because I'm not a big UFC guy, but you guys remembered last week I interviewed uh, Mark, Mark uh, Young or Mark, whatever, whatever his name was. I missed this Mark one. Mark Brown. Uh, UFC fighter. He's got a fight coming up on on uh, Valentine's Day at the. I probably flipped over to at laugh at Brandon Spano for that. <laughs> 10 and period. he was at the show where Dimebag was oh, killed. Oh shit! Really? And so before, uh, before tell the we story of how he was killed. He was killed um, by a super fan, ex marine, huge fucking guy that ran on stage and blew his head off in front of everybody. Like he came up behind Dimebag and pulled the trigger, and boom, done. And this this guy, this UFC fighter, was in the fourth row, and so that's horrific. I did the courtesy before because you don't want to. Yeah. I was just like, "Hey, dude, like, I love Pantera. Yeah, I love Pantera." And then I was like, and I knew he was there from his handler, and I went to his handler and I was like, eh. and she's like, "No, no, no, <laughs> don't, don't man. bring it up." Yeah, yeah. I mean, just. Yeah, Did you see I, where Floyd tough. Merriweather witnessed a murder-suicide this week? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's fucked up. That yeah. is really fucked up. Some dude FaceTimed him. Did you see this? I heard this, but I yeah, didn't, want, fa- didn't want to pursue it any further than that. Doing, yeah, killed his girlfriend. All right. I am the bassist and founding member of Motley Crue. Cecil. Cecil. Go. It's Nikki Six. That is correct. Come on. I thought this was tough. I have worked with guitarists Jeff Hanneman and Carrie King to arrange Slayer's music and provided the band's John. trademark drumming. Oh, that's so, easy. I almost, oops. Oh, Dave Lombardo. No, 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 Dave no, he gets that wrong. I, I almost said a, a friend yeah, of ours who has the same name. <laughs> almost close name. Uh, yeah. Uh, very, that was hilarious. Uh, yeah. My name is William Bruce Rose. My real name is R- William Bruce Rose. Junior. John. Yes. Axel Rose. That is correct. Oh, man. We got us a run now. Oh, we got yeah. us a game now. Okay. Yeah. We're the we're Matt. Right, John is Matty Ice right yeah, now. I'm Matty Ice. And it's the fourth cold. quarter. Aaron Rodgers. I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers. My name. My real name is Saul Hudson. Saul John. Hudson. 
Slash. That is correct. Oh come on! Uh, with how these could you possibly GNR. know that? Come on! Back-to-back everybody back everybody knows who Saul Hudson is. Ugh. I'm a Swedish-born guitarist. Cecil. Ingve Malmsteen. Yeah! Fuck you! Wow. Yeah, I'm, good, good. I'm just gonna drop good out. Draw. Of <laughs> I am the founder and only permanent member of Suicidal Tendencies. Cecil. Oh, 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 I think I know. Oh, I wish we had negative. I just, I um, wish, um, I wish I could remember his name. I know it. I think I know it. Bring in John, Mike Murray. Yeah. Wow. And that's where I lost it. Or Murray. I, I don't know. It's Mirror, but you got uh, that's good enough. Oh, um, I'm, send me your money. I was inducted into the British Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist, but in the American one as a member of a band that included Tommy Lamy, Geezer Butler. Cecil. <sighs> Tommy Lamy. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> that is correct. Who's Tommy Lamy? Is it Tommy Iommi? <laughs> Tommy yeah, Iommi. I was, I was like, who the hell is Tommy Lobby? <laughs> Tommy Lobby. I thought it sounded a little like Hobby Lobby. Um, but uh, Cecil got it nonetheless, so fuck you. Um, I am the vocalist for Skid Row. Cecil. The current one or the old oh. one? Because there's, there's a new I'm going to go Row. with old one. Yeah, yeah. Sebastian Bach. That is right. Easy. Come on. Dude, I play American Metalhead coming into my show all the time, which is Sebastian <laughs> Bach solo, he's by not, the way. He's not going to miss that one. I changed the name of my original band, Sam Hain. John. Mm. Yes. He knows it. Glenn Danzig. Yes. I started thinking of the, the, the band names, and I was like, oh, John, I got to get the guy. John could right. pull back into this thing. We've got probably, yeah, like, probably like eight questions left Okay, here. okay. Let's do it. I played keyboards alongside Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, and John Bonham. Scott. Wait, Keyboards? Yes. John Paul Jones. That is correct. Ooh, Scott, on the board. Wow. On the board. I could do the hard rock stuff. He can play it's, it's, it's the metal. He's like the metal. I'm, I'm, I'm a little off. Yeah. Of he's yeah. the St. Louis Rams here, man. You watch out for he's this just, guy. He's just stealing wins from the guys that need him. Um, he could, right. he's, although, if he were playing in the NFC South right now, he'd be in first uh, place. Yeah, I'm, I'm in contention. <laughs> I am the brother of ACDC frontman Angus Young. I left the band in 2014. Oh, yeah. And he just got in legal trouble. But no, he's also I don't ill. Know his, I don't sick. know his name. Oh, um, no, if it's not Bond Scott, I don't know. So it's it's, it's kind of where I'm at. So it's, awesome. it's Malcolm Young. Yeah, Malcolm yeah Young. I couldn't okay, remember yeah. that. No. In 1981, I placed it a I placed a wanted ad in a Los Angeles newspaper to which James Hetfield responded. John. Cecil, John, Lars Ulrich. That is correct. This is going pretty well. All right, it's pretty all fucking right. exciting, I gotta say. <laughs> I helped form Soundgarden in 1984 as lead singer and rhythm John. guitarist. Ah. Chris Cornell. That is correct. Damn it. Oh, boy. We're having some fun now, everybody. All right, listening audience, it comes down to the next five questions. Oh, Jesus. Pink Floyd was formed in 1965. I have no shot on this. With me, Nick Mason, Roger Waters, and Richard Wright. Scott John. Sid Barrett. That is good. Yeah, as I say, thank goodness it's gonna be Sid Barrett. I, I, I can get all the that stuff. John would have gotten it real quick yeah, if you I hadn't stolen it. it from him. I joined Pink Floyd in 1967. Enough with the Pink Floyd Scott. questions. <laughs> and produced Scott. Roger Waters. Nope. Oh. And produced a momentary lapse of reason and the Division Bell. Ah shit. Um, Gilmore. That is correct, John. Yeah. Oh my God, ah, this is really it. exciting. Now. Enough with the Pink Floyd. <laughs> all right, we're out of the Pink Floyd. Seven more Pink Floyd <laughs> questions coming your way. <laughs> We're out of the Pink Floyd zone. Um, I was born David Vincent Fournier. In- Cecil. 
David Lee Roth. Yeah. Nope. Oh. Oh, shit. In Detroit, Michigan. I'm also considered oh, the godfather no. of shock rock. This is easy. This is easy. Uh, John. Uh, this is easy. Alice Cooper. Yes. Oh. That I just know he was a Detroit guy. I, I almost went A pop, but I. Three more, and Cecil needs a comeback. For the, uh, this is a great ah, upset That's in the making. goddamn Pink great Floyd question. I know. Uh, my band's current lineups. My band's current lineup includes me, Glenn Tipton, Rich and Fa- Faulkner. Go Cecil. That is uh, Judas Priest, and that is Rob Halford. Yeah! Boom! Suck it! All right. I am <laughs> Def Leppard's trademarked one arm drummer. Rick! <laughs> yes, Rick! That's good enough! What? <laughs> All right, can you name the last name? If you can't, oh. Cecil gets the point. Give me, just give me half a second. Give the drummer for DeLeffert's only got one arm. Um, the drummer for DeLeffert's only got one arm. Rick. Oh. I can't get it. I can't get it. What Rick is it? What? It's Rick Allen. Rick ah. Allen. Okay. The, the point goes to Cecil. Yes. Uh, some people call me the Motor City Mad Cecil. Man. Cecil. Cecil. Ted Nugent. That is correct. Let's count it up. One, two, three. I win. Uh, you, I think you I did. I win. I think you did. All the Sebastian Bach questions, for fuck's sake. Uh, God, you're being Floyd. Uh, <laughs> stoners. Bunch of stoners, hey, do you man. Know that, uh, man. Sebastian Bach played with the Frogs at one point in time. Ten, ten to nine, Reedy. Whoa! No way. Ten to nine, John Reedy. Uh, recount. Uh, if it was with, nice with win there, Chuck. two going to Scott. So. Wow. One, yeah. A one-point differential. And, uh, to, to be fair, if Scott hadn't chimed in on the Pink Floyd ones, then I would have gotten Scott, those. Scott, so. that's true. That's, that's, true. that's a good point. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, so. man. Oh, man. Uh, that, was that was exciting. Cool. It was right on the edge. Of, yeah, it was, was kind of like your fantasy game with yeah. with Scott with uh, Snyder this last week where I was – you know, right on the edge was, of your seat it was the entire like a, time. It wasn't like when we did that. We did the. We TV should be quiz. like a virtual tiebreaker or something. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah, we probably should. So, who did Metallica audition after Cliff Burton died to play bass? And they said, "Nah, man, you're too good to play with us." Uh, uh, Les Claypool. Yeah. Very good. Very Winner. Good. Scott, Jerry, you got one? race car driver. Nah, I got nothing. All right. Um, let's get out of here. We're we're way over time, but we're glad to be way over time because it's rare that we get to have Cecil in here once once a year. About Cecil comes in. So okay, before we go, okay, let me, let me ask. No, no, we're not going. No, no, no. I gotta ask. I gotta get into the Broncos. Remember? Oh right. Well, let me, okay. You said let's get out of here. I thought well, we're gonna we're gonna start. Okay, let's out start again. Yeah, okay. yeah. Never mind. Well, what I wanted to ask Cecil, I have, I have a couple things. Um, one is about the that we talked about Manning in his arm, all that crap. Uh, the there, there has been a sudden shift in, in the 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 running the running game the passing game to the running game. Did now obviously C.J. Anderson is awesome. You've touted he him. had him on his show today. You've touted him all along, and and we always make sure everyone knows that that you're the one that always that always uh, you know touted C.J. Anderson. Um, if you're smart enough, you you kind of stashed him away during the season because you knew maybe if he got his chance, he'd be good because of you. So thank you for that. This sudden shift. Is it something where the coaches, everyone's sitting at home screaming at their TV, why don't you run the ball? Why don't you run the goddamn ball? Yeah. Is it something that the coaches, just because of their vantage point and their their viewpoint of the whole game, that all of a sudden they just wake up one day and go, damn, we got to run the ball? What what caused this shift? This was the Rams game. The Rams game caused everything. So in a way, you can thank Scott. You can thank the Rams. The Rams, yeah. You can thank the Rams because that was the game where Adam Gaze, to his word, said he forgot to run the ball. (laughs) John Fox, from what I've gathered, and not only that, but also Fox's public comments, uh, 
Fox is pretty damn upset um, in the lack of blitz. And you have Sean Hill. And the Broncos don't blitz that much anyway. They're fourth lowest in the National Football League. They blitz about 20% of the time. The average in the league is 30%. Against Sean Hill, they blitzed him 12% of the time. So whereas, and, and trust me, on that Monday where Bristol was tuned into the Cecil Lammy show and everyone's calling for Fox's head and I was the one saying, no, you want more Fox. Because what he's doing as a facilitator is letting Gay's coach, letting Del Rio coach, and then kind of supervising. He needs his fingerprint on this team. What have they done since then? They've blitzed more. They blitzed They've Ryan played Tannehill. like a John Fox Carolina team. Exactly. They blitzed Ryan Tannehill 35% of the time, which is odd because the data and the film shows that he's actually better when you blitz him. Because he can uh, run. Yeah. And so they started blitzing more. They started running the ball more. C.J. Anderson had won 59 carries in two weeks after he ran the ball nine times. This is a philo- philosophical shift that is brought on Toward by Fox. their head coach. Toward Fox. By the head coach being pissed off. Saying, listen, we're not going to go out and lose to a team that they're clearly better than in St. Louis. They're going to win, and this is playoff football. So it's a nice time to shift gears into this. And I said this on my show. Bill Cowher years ago, he never would have gotten a Super Bowl ring had he not changed it up in the playoffs. Because he'd get to the playoffs and he'd get all conservative. He actually started throwing more. You couldn't tell by Super Bowl Forty where the Roonies bought off the refs. That's what Seahawks fans will say, although <laughs> yeah, Paul yeah. Allen has more money than God. Um, but So in that game, Roethlisberger played like shit. But if you look at the playoffs leading up to that, Cowher kind of let him play and was a little fast and loose with some of his calls instead of running and punting all the time. This Fox ball, because Manning, as I said earlier in the show, Manning's fine. Manning's physically fine. Mechanically, a couple of issues, which is odd. Um, but physically, velocity is still there. At any time, you can flick the switch. And it wouldn't surprise me, mark my words, against San Diego, Manning's going to throw 45, 50 times. This is a very Belichickian kind of, uh, kind of a take. And I want to believe that. It, it yeah, I want to believe that, too. And, and Cecil, you know a lot more about football than I do. But I, I, what I found is that the Broncos have a lot of trouble when the front four, the defensive front four against Manning, can rush the passer and they can press right. on coverage. They have a lot of trouble with that. And that's when and Manning can, gets in a hurry and throws bad throws. You and, can thank Belichick for that. And, and then the counter to that is a good running game. Because if you have guys rushing, they're not going to control the run very well. Right. So that seems to be the exact... That, like and they, what have we seen with C.J. Anderson? So, so there was this blueprint on how to beat the Broncos, and the Broncos just busted it over the so, course of so the last why does games. So why does a coach just kind of forget that they can do that? And, and, and second part... First off, you're talking about a new starting running back okay. that... They had had, listen, CJ had weight problems, and you know I love him. I mean, I'll show you the text. I was texting him when he was inactive, and he was very frustrated, and I said, CJ, you're the best back on this team. Fuel, fuel, this is fuel, this is fuel. And he stayed grounded, he stayed focused, and now he's he's the best back on the team. He's a badass. Uh, What you look at is you look at uh, CJ coming to minicamp at 235, coming back uh, at training camp at about 215. And I said, what would you do to lose 20 pounds, man? He's like, ah, lots of, tre- lots of treadmill, lots of stair climber. So there was that. There was the fact that they hadn't yet seen what he could do on a full-time basis. A lot of backs look good on a part-time basis. You can kind of tell. Deuce Staley years ago was really good as a part-time player, and then he got a full-time gig, and he was really good for a few years. Uh, Amon Green was a kick returner for the Seahawks. Little bit of carries here and there. You know, with Chris Warren was there, uh, blast from the past. 
Then Amon Green got his shot. He was great for the Packers for years. CJ's been doing his thing on a part-time basis, but you don't know. Six yards a carry when you're getting three carries a game is pretty fucking easy. Doing that over the course of 25, 30 carries a game, it's more difficult. And you saw that wear start to play on him at the end of the Bills game. I mean, he was he was hurting. And it, definitely, John Fox was... Was it D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart? Well, if we go way back, we'll talk about Stephen Davis, mm-hmm. um, yeah. who was on, and they drafted Deshaun Foster in the second round. Foster, I believe, missed his rookie season with a leg injury, much like McGahee did. He comes back, and then Foster takes over. They draft D'Angelo Williams. Um, they had actually drafted Eric Shelton uh, in there as well from Louisville in the second round. Then they draft D'Angelo Williams in the first round. Then the next year, or two years later, they come back, they draft Jonathan Stewart in the first round again. So Fox has always had a group he, of he, he likes a couple of dudes. Dude, I lost in a fantasy championship game years ago to a guy named D. Brown from Syracuse, a Carolina running back, who in week 16 just happened to be the guy because I think Deshaun Foster and Stephen Davis were hurt. So they go to D. Brown, their third-string guy, and he blows it up. You guys remember Mike Goodson? Who mm-hmm. flashed a little yep. bit. Yep. A little, lot of a head case problem there with Mike Goodson. But the point is, Foxy's always had these type of running back situations. Capri Bibbs is good if he gets a shot. Jawan Thompson is obviously good. He's really good. If he gets more of a shot. But it's CJ's job now. And when Ronnie comes back, he's the backup. In your opinion, Cease, if, if the Broncos could take any running back in the NFL and put it on this team, who would it be? Uh, my my, my that would be for Le'Veon Bell. If we could you pick one, but who who would you? It's Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon it's Bell. Le'Veon Bell easily. And Le'Veon okay. Bell, any team I think would be. Well, the good. guy is so smooth. I mean, he's a great is- receiver. And I always love the misses that I have. And if you'll remember when Le'Veon Bell came out, and I'm a little more hard on the Steelers picks. Sure. Just because. Just because you're a Steelers. When Le'Veon Bell came out. I called him a space runner. I compared him to James Starks because at Michigan State, when the holes you also were said huge, the same thing about about Monty Ball. Yes. Uh, when the holes were huge and another Big Ten runner, holes are huge. Le'Veon Bell looked great at Michigan State. You wouldn't know this because you're not I, college I don't football. know what you're talking about. He would jump over guys. He was awesome. But he was also about 25 pounds heavier than he is now. Now he's learned to become an inside-out runner, something Jamal Charles had to learn when he came into the pros. Rookie season, Jamal Charles bounced everything outside. Uh, now Jamal Charles is an inside-out runner. He takes it between the tackles, then bounces it outside. C.J. Anderson lives between the tackles. He's had to. He doesn't have the speed, even in college, to out-athlete someone to the corner. So he's an inside-out runner who was a part-time player, much like Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis wasn't a coach's favorite at Georgia. He did, did something. He played fullback at Georgia after Long Beach State and their program folded. So C.J. Anderson backed up E.C. Sofele essentially for two years at Cal. He's fresh, man. You don't totally. have that problem with those thousand carries that Monte Ball had. Oh yeah, he hasn't he had barely played the beginning There's of the season. There's a bunch of so. Cal running backs that are doing well. Justin Forsett, Justin Marshawn Lynch. Where, yeah. What's not well, Shane Vereen? We can we can wrap it up. Um, Another quick question. Quick. I've got well, no, I just wanted to say I wanted to say where do you, where do you see this where do you see this going down the stretch? I mean, um, obviously they've they're up against the Patriots trying to get that uh, Foxborough in Foxborough. Ho- hopefully, yeah, they're probably gonna have to go there. Unfortunately, but. Um, I remember when um, I think you know maybe you were on a while ago when they were when they were going for the it might have been the first man in year I don't remember anyway we were getting your impressions on it where do you think this is headed do you think this is um, you know this looks good for them do you think this new philosophy is going to carry them through and at least sustain them to maybe uh, getting some longevity down the stretch this team is more capable of winning the Super Bowl than the team that put up 600 points last year because playoff football is different because Super Bowl football is different. And we saw, hey, 600 points, 55 touchdowns, 5,500 yards. It was awesome. 
You don't win playoff games like that. Nope. Mm-mm. And that was evident. This this philosophy is more closely resembled the 2012 team, and that team should have won the Super Bowl. God damn Baltimore, the Radbirds. <laughs> yep. And you brought it up. Teams are playing. Belichick exposed how to beat Denver. You don't do a dime package like New England did last year when they beat Denver but then lost to them in the playoffs, and you back off and you just kind of play umbrella coverage. No, you press at the line of scrimmage. You put sometimes eight in the box. It's it goes against logic. Why would you put eight in the box against Manning? Because he's struggling to throw. Deep. The only way to beat him is to get in his in make his head. him throw deep, and you also pressure him. And if the Broncos can't run, that's a mwah, look yep. at the Patriots game. Yep. Ronnie Hillman had what ten carries, fourteen yards. But if they can run, then it's all mitts and it's exactly. it's done exactly. And then. When you start, okay, now we got to defend against the run and maybe a run blitz and keep those inside linebackers inside, then Manning torches you. It's perfect. Right, That's so what it, I'm hoping is, for. Is CJ An- uh, besides this year, next year, is CJ Anderson the answer? It's John Fox, so I would say that's a pretty big unknown. It's a running would, back X. Is there a uh, is there a running back that's being underutilized somewhere that I mean they can't trade for Le'Veon Bell obviously, but right. is there, is there someone that they they're probably not going to trade for anybody? But let's say uh, you know someone like Lamar Miller or someone that's being underutilized somewhere. Well, I'd else have that to could look at the in. free agent class, and I'll say this about the running back class: it's still not a good class of running backs, but there are backs out there. Uh, that they can get a little bit later um, that would maybe help out in so, the draft. So rookies. Yeah, rookies. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing it now with Juwan Thompson. I said Isaiah Crowell should have been the Broncos pick as an undrafted free agent. and He's, he's been stud. fantastic. He's a yeah. stud, and they had that opportunity. And back to the gun talk, don't – if you have sawed-off shotguns, which are legal to 18 inches, I believe, okay. don't file off the serial numbers – no, because that's, a, that's, that's a, what Crow was caught with at uh, Georgia. The, the weapons charges were dropped. They're not mine. I don't know where these sawed-off shotguns came with serial numbers filed off. That's kind of a pro. Well, tip. And if you if you're 12 and you live in Cleveland and you have a fake sawed-off shotgun, don't point it at the cops. Yes, don't point it at the cops. Speaking of Crow, how do you like him this week? Because I got I got to play Colin. And I'm going to use him in the flex. I think so. What do you think? He's a fantastic flex player. All right. Let, let, let me just to close us out in the, on a fantasy tip here, Cecil. Mm. Uh, I want to. I want a, a big value daily fantasy sports find for week fifteen. And am I crazy to be considering Wes Welker? No, I wrote about this last night um, for Bleacher Report, and. Wes Welker's usage is coming up because of the way defenses are playing Manning. They're bracketing Demarius Thomas with a safety help over the top. They're leaving single coverage for Emmanuel, which can burn him or get Emmanuel killed if Manning's off. Oh, my God. Or get a pick if Manning's off. You know, and he's returning punts that kind of gets his head back in the game. Do you yes. think that has something to do with That's it as well? That's a good thing. And here's what, and you mentioned it. If they're rushing upfield, that is leaving the middle of the field wide. Open. Little West Welker. That's where Welker lives, man. And you see the targets going up. Go look at that article I did on Bleacher and, Report yesterday. And uh, I realized you left everything. off Bleacher Report off of um, I, d- I did. I did. See, completely by accident. Completely Jeez. by accident. I got three jobs, man. <laughs> three jobs, three kids. It's it's awesome. You're like an Ethiopian. Remember the old Saturday Night Live skits? <laughs> the, the Ethiopians, the five jobs. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man. You got to make it in America somehow, baby. I'm not being so, racist. No, it's a it's, cultural reference. Hey, listen, I know a lot of people from from not the 
U.S. and that work they work a lot of jobs. They work a lot. They work hard yes, they and they do. work a lot of jobs. Is and, that a Mexican thing? Oh, well, no, no, this, no, 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 no. It's this, a Vietnamese this, thing this is, too. No, this, I, a, this, this Vietnamese is, guy that runs the liquor store I work this is exactly at. A I saw him. Thing. I bought cigarettes from him at the convenience store the other day. I was like, "What are you doing here?" He's it's like, a "This Viet- is my other job." It's a Vietnamese thing. It's an African thing. It's it's everybody and they Indians people work their ass off. What do I always say about grinding, man? If you want to make it, you're going to grind. Nobody's going to outwork. Those people make it. Those people are laughing at me right now. What's funny is in from a media perspective, when people are like, oh, you work so you work all the time and all these jobs, it's like that gets me praise and recognition. I'm like, that's just me. I'm a farmer, man. I'm a rancher. I got that mentality. So just get it. Get it going. You know, dig in. So, no, I can dig it. It's good stuff. Uh, Cecil, as always, it's a pleasure to have you. This has been a wonderful conversation. Wait, are we done? Damn it. I know. Did you have something else to say? I mean, feel free. But uh, we're just under two hours. I think we're going to probably. We're about to crack two hours. Yeah, we're about to crack two hours. I think there was. I kept the thing where you you screw up the beginning. I'm going to use that later. So that was. You're looking at that. So it might be about. It might be an an hour and 50 minutes about. So. um, But I mean, you know, two hours. Hey, that's that's pretty good. You know, so we covered a lot of ground and it was awesome. And I and I hope we. uh, Giant quarters. Yeah, giant, giant quarters. Yeah, but this is Colorado. Giant Yeah, we quarters. got giant quarters here in Colorado, baby. So uh, it was awesome. Is Cecil, that a Pink Floyd reference? No. <laughs> not getting There's $50 ones and $80 it's a, ones. It's, it's, a, it's a weed reference. But uh, no, it's good stuff. And you know what? And again, thank you um, for everything you guys do and what you do and football guys and everything. And uh, and thanks for you know uh, coming in and talking to us because we appreciate it. It's fantastic. You've been, a, you've been a good friend to us all these years, and uh, we do appreciate it. So, And then I will see you Sunday morning with a bar of soap in my hand. Hopefully you won't see him. Oh, no, I'll, I'll hear you Sunday morning. No webcam. <laughs> just, just so that's, happens that uh, Cecil's on during my Sunday shower. You know what? That's a good idea. Here's a show. You're, you're, they see you talking and you're giving, you're giving fantasy advice. And up in the corner, a little picture in picture, is Colin soaping up his big, white, naked body. No, and here's, that's here's just how, up in the corner. Here's Wait, how it goes. Good, yeah. Inexplicably. I'm going to tell you how my Sunday, this is exactly how my Sunday morning unfolds. 8 a.m., my daughter leaps into my bed with two to five Barbie dolls in hand, and uh, it's time to play, Dad. Th- this is when we play. We play from 8 o'clock in the morning until 10, 10.30 in the morning on Sundays. And I reach over and groggily flip on the radio to hear game time decisions. And then about 9.30, 9.45, I tell her, look, it's time for me to take my shower and listen to my Cecil. And so I, t- I take my shower, I listen to my Cecil, <laughs> then, and, and, and then it's time to fix them breakfast. And so I go, go into the kitchen, and I, and I turn on the ESPN radio app, and I flip down to ESPN Denver. I set it on top of the microwave oven so I can hear it in the kitchen, and uh, I do the eggs or the pancakes or the waffles or whatever. And my wife is watching in, a Sunday morning on CBS. I'm listening to you, and uh, and you're you're you are a treasure. The Audible is a, a part of my life. I probably hear you talking to me, and this is no exaggeration, more than I do my own kids. So uh, it is absolutely a pleasure to have you in. And uh, I am not only a big fan, but I consider I consider you a friend. And uh, thank you very much for visiting the the new bunker because it's been a while since we had you in. I do love this new bunker. It's great. Come back anytime. No problem, guys. Bring Bloom with you next time too. We want to, we want to see Bloom. We want to see Bloom in here too. Well, so. we've got uh, two guys going to Austin. Might as well just make it three. All right, maybe I'll show up too. I'll hey. make it four. Why the hell not? Maybe show up at Bloom's house. They just show up on un- with the equipment, <laughs> microphones in his face. You know, so. shock podcast. Yeah, I hell love yeah. it. It's good bring stuff. Some acid. Yeah, <laughs> drop some acid. Great idea in our forties. Dropping acid. <laughs> 
All right, guys, let's get out of here. It's good stuff. Thanks again, Cecil. Appreciate it. Uh, until next time, this has been the South Stands Denver Fancast. Adios. We love you, Denver! These broken wings And learn to fly again Learn to live so free When we hear The voices sing The book of love will open up for us Let us in Yeah, yeah Get it on Mark. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. So I have a uh, mandate. I'm going to tell you now. Get going from first quarter to second quarter, I've got like the perfect song. I hope I it's think... "Motherfucker" by Faith No More, since that just came out yesterday. Today, today It's not, but but it's the perfect song I think to explain your love for. The show on Sunday. Sudsing up with Cecil. That should uh, be the name of the Sunday show. Suds up with Cecil. Cecil. Podcasting from the Sportique Studios, where we call the Denver Broncos paycheck because they can barely beat the Bills. This is the South Stands Denver Fancast. I'm Colin Daniels with producer Scott Stafford. Host of six weekly episodes of the Audible, the FootballGuys.com podcast, and star of Game Time Decisions every Wednesday and Sunday, and star of the Cecil Lammy Show on 1023-1055 ESPN Radio, and your host! Oh, fuck. I didn't even fucking say his name. It's Cecil. It's in the show. For fuck's sake. And six. now introduce John. Go. I'm starting over again. Oh. I'm starting over again. Oh. I can't blow the open.